I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> <laughs> if the time's going up, it's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, buddy? something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360. The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people who actually... Just do it! It makes their little ordinary life feel a little bit better for that moment. Makes it cool. Supercoach 360 podcast. G'day. Welcome to Supercoach 360 how are you doing? It is your boy, Jazzy J. I'll let you know from the start. It's been a long day for me, so I might not be here too much. But I do have three faithful companions, as always, in the Coach's Box, joining me for Supercoach 360. Bergs, Con, and Guy. Say good day, fellas. How are we doing? How are we? Hey, peeps. Alrighty, we got a, uh, a big show coming up for you this week. We are going to talk the four Queensland teams. So, of course, I mean the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Titans, and the fourth, Melbourne. Go Queensland. So, we're going to talk uh, their super coach relevance and break them down like we did the four teams last week. We're also... Uh, Bergs, I believe, has probably got a bit of a bag for us. Uh, we're going to talk about our teams and sort of where they're at now, that we're starting to see some trials and some form. Uh, we've got some news, obviously, with uh, some injuries happening over the weekend and amongst some other things. Uh, from Straight from the top, if you want to join our overall group, make sure you do 303639. Uh, just head into the Supercoach app at 303639. It's underneath your league screen there. Uh, also, if you want a chance to win a ring from the good people at NRL, uh, sorry, at Supercoach Championship Rings on Facebook or super, www.supercoachchampion.com, the uh, the 
NRL Supercoach rings, which they've got going around. Uh, they've given us one to give away. It's really easy. All you have to do, head over to iTunes and leave Supercoach 360 a review. Uh, any review which gets in before TLT is going to go into the running. Our favorite review from the preseason is going to get the ring. Uh, you do with it as you please. It's that simple. So just head over to iTunes and leave us a review there. So, guys, um, probably shouldn't beat around the bush. Let's just get into it, yeah? Why not? Uh, Let's do it. Your teams, where are you at now? Like, have you guys made many changes, or are you still sort of floating yeah. with what you started out with a couple no, of weeks ago? I made a few over the last week or so. Yeah, it's it. You can't help yourself. So where are you at now, Com? What are you looking at? Um, well, last week I had um, DCE and Munster as my starting halves. This week both of them are gone. And I've... <clears throat> Don't laugh at me, everyone, but I've got Ash Taylor there at the moment <laughs> with Jerome Luai. So... Hoping Ash Taylor probably won't stay there if Cam Smith doesn't go to the Titans, but at the moment he's penciled in. And I've used that money to bulk up my back row. Just have five gun back rowers now. So I've got Maddo, Tamalolo, Tavanga, Crichton, and Davy Fafita. And I don't know if Fafita's going to stay. I might use his cash elsewhere, but at the moment he's there. Apart from that, it's all. Else, the rest of it's looking pretty the same. Fair enough. Same here with me. Um, not too much different. Um, still got the two, um, the strategy of the two good hookers, two good fullbacks. Um, the only thing I had to do, I had to get rid of Payne Haas, unfortunately. What so Payne Haas. Um, so I already had Fanua Blake as my other prop, and uh, um, to power. As my other starting prop, the only one else I'm considering at the same price is Fisher Harris. I'm a bit torn between the three of them, picking two out of three. Um, other than fun. that, um, same with Arrow or Tino. I'm still a bit unsure in that fourth, fourth, second row spot. Um, I have made a change at five eight. Um, I had Schuster from Manly. Um, yeah. maybe I don't think looks like getting a start. Maybe. Um, I've actually gone up to uh, the MILF. MILF? Yeah, 300k. Oh, no so, Moisa love? No, nah, Moisa. Well, that's what I mean. So now I've got the option because I've gone Cleary at halfback. But my 5.8s, I've got Milford and Moylan. So my strategy of Ooh. going cheap there allows me to have the two good hookers. And I'm happy just to flick between Milford and Moylan, just hopefully pick the right one that week <laughs> and ride my luck. I just think I'm more safe spending... 600k on a good hooker than on a good 58 and yeah so that's just my strategy but apart from that everything else is the same what about you bergs um let's just get it here i'm stealing me draw no i'm not all right well i've gone i've bulked up the two gun hooker option i've gone with harry grant and coruscant but it's cost me in the second row to do that um I don't know, I can't remember who I sacked, but at the moment my team's the front row. I ended up getting rid of Ryan James and put Heverington in there because he's starting to look more and more like a starter over there at the Dogs. Um, I brought in Mitch Barnett, just I like Mitch. He's a good, solid get, I think, and at 5.43, I think he's a bit underpriced, so... I Hopefully like that. Jack goal kicking for you. Oh, I'm not holding my breath there, but that'd be that'd be lovely. You know what I mean? That'd just 
But if he did lose the goal kicking, I'd have to think about selling him. You know what I mean? His money would just not be worth. Well, hopefully by then he's made keeper money. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I've kept, I kept Nave Cleary. Oh, the rest of my second row is Davey, Ricky, Bloor, and I still haven't filled in that last spot. Um, so very skinny. Very skinny, but all should get starts yeah. from all reports. So we'll see. I, I I just think there's money to be made in the second row, especially if they all come out and get good minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I know it sacrifices some points early, but maybe not. Maybe they go along at a, at a decent rate, and where I've sunk the money into the like hookers and into like fullbacks and shit, I might do a bit better. But anyway, I've, so I've got Nave Cleary and Ash Taylor is me sevens, but that's because I've gone real skinny in the five eights. With same year, who'd you go? I went the two injury prone, Connor Watson and Matt Moylan. But that's why I've got Ash Taylor there. If one does go down, I move million dollar Ash down, oh, okay. and then we'll see. My my options. I've got Moylan and Milford both cheap. My other option I'm thinking um, was um, Sex Toy. And I don't think he's going to get long enough. Like this year, we spoke about it already. Like we're not going to have the luxury of just. You don't think he can take the get... six spot? Nah. What about you, Con? You're the Knights even, that They've spent money on Blake Green. As soon he's as he's out for a fair bit, but he's not. He's only at around 9-10. And what about Piercy? They're going to give him a run? Or you yeah, oh, Piercy. That's the thing. If he's dug a hole for With himself, the thing, so. what, with what Piercy's done, you would have known if they had depth, they would have got rid of Piercy because there's disruption <laughs> in the playing group, man. Like it's Supposedly, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's best mate's misses that he's sending these messages to, so... It's one of them things, but where's the depth for them? They don't have another seven even close. Mason Lino, don't they have he, still? Or? He's not Mitch Pierce, man. Like, Mitch Pierce, got, he has got calibre, man. The closest like, you probably got is Blake Green, who's out for a long time. And and he's not... How, well, how many games is Blake to, Green um, going to give you? Whatever happened to Phoenix Crossland? I remember one year he was the cheapie that everyone was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's still but... floating around, but I just don't think he ever set the world on fire enough to cement himself a spot anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, speaking of going Milford at five eight, we might as well start with the Broncos. Wait, I still haven't finished. Okay, you've got I've got, <laughs> got Brian Kelly in my centre wing. I just on that's still on the news if Cam Smith goes there. If Cam Smith doesn't go there, I don't think I'll start with Brian Kelly. But he's got good base, like really good base. Um and he's he's just got you know what? He's he finds the try line man. He finds them points and I've liked him for a couple of years, and I've, I always buy him. He gets hurt, so hopefully this year I'll start with him. And he's he very much in the Tony Staggs mould. Yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. Uh, then I got Futsutua. I feel if they push him back to a wing and get him out of that centre spot, he played centre last year. I'm pretty for a sure. Few games. And it, he just was no good there. He's he's a try scorer on the wing. Um, I feel that he'll just chug along, and he probably won't finish with someone like the Foots, but. He go on that run if the Warriors go on a run. And if he could get his base anywhere up near Mamalo's, he would be a lot better. But his base is pretty terrible. Well, I think the year before Mamalo got leading try scorer, it was Foots that got leading try yeah. scorer. So he's got it in him to go well. And then Tessie News got the centre spot of Katoni Stags for at least ten weeks. I think I read somewhere. I think he's locked in no matter what Stags does. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. Still. Well, I think I think a lot of the centre wings just depend um, with TLT 
And well, I feel all these will be yeah. all these will be pretty much shoo-ins yeah, to and their, most 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 should happen. You know, and then I've got Laurie. He's been bought and upgraded from his development contract at Penrith, so he can definitely play. Um, then you got Saab. I'm not sold he'll get a spot, but there is talks he'll get a spot. So he's there. And then I've got Simonson and I've got young Max Fargai. I ruined it again. <laughs> Sorry, brothers. Young guy. Young guy, that's it. And then I've got Teddy and Travojevic at the back. Now, I'm scared of Tommy. I really am scared of Tommy. I'm scared of not having Tommy at the same time. They've got a tough, tough five rounds, man. It as doesn't well. matter with Tommy. I know. Well, he has got them low, lower games, but... If he pulls through them five games, and geez, he's got a good run after that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I think I'm starting. I think with the Papi and um, Ponga, uh, Papi and Turbo. You gonna skip Teddy? Well, I'm actually more keen on Ponga when he returns. I feel as though a lot of people won't, won't go for him. You know what I mean? You'll be a little compared to uh, what the other three will be owned. Just think I might might take a risk there and see what happens. He's got the potential to be right up there with the rest of them. Just whether he wants to push uh, yeah. out for 80 minutes or not. Yes, yeah. you just got to pick the right weeks, I guess. So what do you have, Brisbane? Brisbane. Yeah, so we'll start off with Brisbane, the first team. We're going to go through the three Queensland teams plus Melbourne. Okay, so for Brisbane, we had starting off... Payne Haas, I know he's suspended. I had to trade him out. Um, are you going to get him as soon as you come back, or do you think you'll wait and see what his minutes are like? I don't think I'll be able to afford to just snap him straight back in my team. But, yeah, it'll be a wait and see for me, I think. Yep, same for you, Bergs. Yeah, oh, look, at the end of the day, it's, they've got a whole new coaching system, and they already said they're going to cull his minutes a bit. Mm-hmm. Don't think it matters to the big fella. Um, but... I'll still wait and see and wait for one of my other ones to juice up. I won't just... Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I probably was going to start with him, but now that he's injured, yeah, same thing. I might suspended. just wait and see. Ah, yeah, suspended. Something. I think he'll still be probably the prop, top prop. Yeah, yeah I definitely think he'll be year. the top averaging prop. You'll want him by the end. Um, next up, we had TPJ. So last year, he only played the nine games. He went seven of them above 60. So, he only had one ton in there. The only thing that appeals for me is his dual flexibility uh, between second row and front row. Um, makes it more entertaining. I just think it's personally a bit too risky in terms of his injuries and suspensions. If he can pull his head in a bit and stay fit, he'll be right up there with us, I think. And if he gets 80 on an edge, look out. I think he's going to be one of the ones that you have to have. He's got it. He's got the game as long as he stays on the, on, on the park, you know yeah. what I mean? So Yeah, I think if you're going to go any – I wouldn't get him at second row, but I think if you can go any pod um, somewhat in the front row, that a lot of people might stay away for those reasons. He's probably the best But what is his next – what's his next suspension he can, at? He can turn up. What's his next suspension at? It's got to be big. Like, well, well, I don't what, maybe, what kind of yeah. it, I don't, It's getting to a point where it don't matter. Remember, you got to remember with Brisbane, they're under Kevy now, so – and I, I got a bit more faith. I, I didn't. I didn't think Seabold was that that he high of a coach. Got, he, he had was, one good year with South, which was okay. But even before that, when he was in Queensland Cup, he wasn't just wasn't on TPJ. Much. He only averaged sixty six in eighty minute games last year, so that's a bit of a 
step down from the other gun second rollers, but it's right up there with the front rollers. Yeah, that's what I mean, the front rollers. Yeah. You still got that PPM. That's and the jewels, the, the jewels are getting thin. Yeah, they you are. know what I mean. They're getting thin on the jewels. He can, so. he can match any front rower on these days yeah, yeah. easily. So that's just uh, the pinning them out. On the other hand, then you got Carrigan, who's just a little bit cheaper, probably the more safer option. Um, average sixty-seven last year, sixty-seven minutes. Probably going to get maybe a bit of the same. Can't see him getting too many more His minutes. Ceiling's nowhere near as big as well, those other two. But <clears throat> in our chat with Jimmy, like Jimmy said before, bloody um. Are they going to use him at an eighty-minute rate? Like he's just a young fella. With the rule changes, I don't think you can't. Eh? There's going to be very, very limited people to play that yeah. eighty minutes in the middle. There, not very many are fit enough. That's why the hookers are going to have to turn in eighty minutes plays very soon. Cause you're going to have to have four fours on your bench the way the game's going. Well, if you look across the sixteen teams, most have them. It's a matter of some of them just don't use them. They'd rather rest that dude and maybe spark something with a fresh man coming yeah. off with some vision. But it's getting to the point where now you, your big second rowers and shit coming off running that perfect line, uh, that's where your points are at, man. Like, defensive lines are set, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's one of them things. Like, it, the, the game changes every few years. Like, it goes to a different... It comes to wingers. Look at the wingers now. Wingers are great. Do you know, once upon a time, wingers were duds. Oh, I think yeah, like, I think I think last year yeah. I think last year wingers scored a lot less tries. I thought a lot of tries were coming up the middle last year because of the speed of the rough well, that, and the quicker game. That was last year, but as time's gone on, like once upon a time wingers were talked about as like reserve graders nearly. You know what I mean? And now you see some of the shit wingers do, and then you look at your second rowers now. You turn to some of them X factor second rowers more than a half. You expect him to go and throw three, four dudes off, get up, play the ball, and give your dummy half that quick play the ball that Murray or someone produces and that's it's on the second row now to sort of like be your x-factor men look at Bateman at Canberra that's the the bad thing about that's going back to topic that's the bad thing about Carrigan is he's lost his um dual flexibility so yeah I can't see him matching it with the best of the second row yeah if you get him at front row definitely but not second row um next up I want to talk about um Matty Lodge you boys are keen me personally, I just think he, he, he might make 100k. It'll be a slow burn. A lot of front rowers are. Um, but I just don't think yeah, he's going to be a long hold. I think I think, yeah, I think personally he needs to um, play at least 60 minutes to get anywhere near I think he'll top, be the exception to that rule because he's not a young kid getting blooded in first grade like most front row cheapies are. He's just coming back from an ACL injury last year and was kind on the outer with Steve, so... I'm expecting Lodge. In 2019, he averaged just under 63. So if he can get back to a 55 to 60 average, he's, he'll go up to that 500k pretty quick. Yeah, I just think, personally, for my strategy, I don't like too many mid-rangers. You know, I'm going for the guns and the cheapies as At much as I can. 299k and with Huss out, yeah, I think. I just, I just think he's I, a look, lovely boy. Even with Huss out, TPJ, I think, is going to get decent minutes. Carrigan, you know, is going to get decent minutes. You still got Flegler's going to play decent minutes. I, I legit traded him into my team while you guys were talking. I've just gone through my team. Sorry, boys, a little bit late, but do you want to know what, who I'm running well, with now? Just well, before, before you go, that from yeah. my first team list, uh, he was in my first team that I made up all the way back in. Well, now that Haas is out and being under 300k, you're right. He's going to push up to at least 500. 
If not, he could be a season-long keeper. He could be Carrigan from last season. If, if he earns his spot, if he's in good with Kevy, if they find yeah. some form. There's so many he, ifs, the, the beauty of Supercoach. The thing with him is he, he's he's selling point for me is he's the oldest dude in the team. He's the leader of the So if, it, if, if, if someone comes out and starts whacking these younger fellas, a lot of them go into their shell, especially if a wear of Hargraves or someone comes out and whacks you a few times and shit, you sort of run away from him. You don't really want to keep getting whacked by the man, right? So that comes up to where Matt Lodge, where... He's not going to bow down to anyone. No. Because no, he's, I've, I've watched him. He doesn't. You know what he's, I mean? And he's it's, a tough man. That comes with age. And look at Payne Huss. Got shrugged off 10 times last year for tries. People oh, pushed him out of the way because he doesn't know he's that big yet. Matt, Matt, Matt Lodge. You know? The beauty of Matt Lodge is, you know, Matt Lodge is still fighting in the 50th minute. And pretty much no matter what the result is, we, and we witnessed that a few times last year. Like it's still giving it when he's when he's out there to give it. He's still trying to push it because he's that leader. Well, I, th- he I think he's he also off. got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder from everyone bagging him out about being allowed to come back into the game after what he did and stuff. So, mate, you got something to prove. That's yeah. fine by me. You're three hundred k. No, like at the end of the day, he has got the potential to, to be a sixty average man. I think you'll find he's in past years he's been a sixty average. I think, I think the year before when he first came back, two thousand eighteen, he was around fifty four. Yeah, and then he stepped yeah, it up to sixty three. Playing, yeah, like a you know, sick up up that sixty minute mark. So I just don't think he'll get that personally. Maybe I'm just a bit salty that he's allowed to play NRL and DeBellin's not. But <laughs> let's just move on, eh? No, uh, wait, the difference is right, and it's very important. DeBellin's is still ongoing. Matt's done. Matt had you know, to pay yeah, a million but, dollars. But Matt, Matt was Matt was proven guilty. Yeah, yeah, but he paid but, the but millions. not. Why? Because he's, pay, he's paid the dues, and if De, if DeBellin gets found yeah. guilty, then it's just like we let him play and earn 500, 600 grand a year for two years. And, just, and, and, and to be honest, it's your governing body yeah. of your game. You've got to stick with what they say. Happened in another but, country. But you're saying paying his dues, or what? Paying someone out, he's, he's paying your dues? I didn't say that. In the eyes of the game, they've deemed that he's all right to come back. America, right? yeah, in the eyes of the America, game, God rest its soul. Right? If he didn't pay the million dollars, he'd be in jail. I think exactly. he did, I think right. he did community but services and shit like that. He got well. he he paid his he paid the fine, and I think got no record of conviction. A million dollars compensation. Yeah, that's why you get the no record. I wonder who paid that. Brisbane, <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's different different extenuating circumstances. He only. Went in and trashed someone's house and shit. He didn't. Oh, we're getting off topic. Yes, we are. We're getting off topic. So my team, now that I've made a few changes, uh, I've got Harry Grant at hooker, uh, Jacob Little. Still um and ahhing about Cam Smith. If if we get any any news on that, then I am doing a major overhaul to fit him in. Uh, I just don't know how I'll do it. Uh, Front row, AFB, JFH for the moment. I think those two need to change. We're not sure where to go. Um, Matt Lodge, Jack Hetherington. Uh, second row, Tamalolo. I've just bought in Fatala Mariner. I've got Fasul, Fasul Malawi. I think Fatala Mariner's out for the first few weeks. Come back from a serious injury, he'll probably be eased back yeah, in. So. Oh, okay, and they're okay, about to the tinker with Lolo's minutes up Whoa. there. He's about to get dropped, I think, a 50-minute man. Yeah, 50-minute man, I, I'm, I'm willing to stick with him because I think his PPM, he could pull out 1.6 and still rock out well, 80s without without batting an eye, I reckon. Peyton said he's going to play probably 25 to 30 minutes in the first half and then have a spell and then come back on and finish the game. So that could be anywhere from 50 to 60 minutes. And, and that's not really changing anything up. They were running that rotation last year he before Peyton got there. Average 61 64, 64, and 63 minutes in the last four years. So, 
Yeah, well, it's, he was. He might have, but it was in that same. It was in like a thirty-five or even a twenty-five stint, and then break like a, over a, halfway a, a, time. Yeah. But he still he averaged forty minutes last year, and he still couldn't average more. Um, couldn't do more than a PPM of one. Lolo, no, um, Lodge, ah. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like I said, coming back from an ACL, no preseason this year. He's got a preseason. He's back to so, fitness. So who do I go instead of Fatala Mariner around that price point? How much is he? Five hundred grand. Do I just go straight to David Fafita because that's what I'm feeling? But I don't know if I want both Fasul Malawi and Fafita in my second. How much money rate. do you have in your? None. So forty grand, thirty nine. You can't afford Davy then. Yeah, okay. He's about five hundred. Five sixty nine. For Jazz. Five sixty nine. I could literally just afford yeah. it, so long as there isn't a few hundred in it. Oh, should we try? Oh, I'd go. Really... I'd go. Yeah, jazz. Love myself, jazz. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that it? Should we go finish off Brisbane? Hang on, he's still got oh, his still rest got of his team. Yeah. Uh, on the bench there, I got uh, Ricky Bloor, and I've just moved in Jack Johns. Don't know if he's going to be getting any minutes. No, up I wouldn't there, count right? on that, but. See what happens. You can change that out, TLT. Yeah, exactly. Um, Halves, Cleary, Walker. I've got Munster. I've put Connor Watson in there in five eights, just because I, I don't really have many other options for a five eights at this point. He's Are you sold on Munster? Pardon? Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I've got to wait and see what happens. I mean, the Smith's the big thing, and, and how they gel. But I'm definitely oh, willing to take the risk. Anyway, I'm definitely willing to take the well, risk. I think that puts more. Emphasis on Munster to be the man if and, Smith's not there. And I think he will do. And, and that's what I mean. Like, he's, he's, always, for sure. he's always the best scorer in 5 8. You take away Cody Walker's 200 in the final game last year where the Roosters didn't really turn up, but his average drops back down to 65 ish. So yeah. Munster's got him well covered still. Yeah, just look at Munster. You watch Munster play week in, week out. The dude is an absolute monster, 100%. Yeah. You know, at, at every aspect, and he just doesn't quit. He's a big bloke, he's great ball skills. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. So, after now, a couple of years deep into footy, that's definitely who I want to roll with. Uh, in the centres, I've got Toto, Staines, uh, Fusatua. I've just moved in Laurie, obviously, on the back of all the, the news over the last couple of weeks. Uh, on the bench, Saab, uh, New, and I've got uh, Benny Travojevic. Uh, in the fullback, I've got Tom and I've got Ryan Pappenhausen. So I haven't really changed too much down the back end aside from Dane Laurie. It's more yeah, playing around with my front at the moment. Yeah. Fair enough. Spread that money around. Sorry. All right, get back to Brisbane. Okay, right, so back to Brisbane. We had gone through Haas, TPJ, Carrigan and Lodge. The only other two I'd wanted to mention, one was um, one that Juzzy just mentioned in his centre wing, Tessie New. Um, obviously, two thirty-two k. If he gets that starting spot, which he's sure, I think he's cemented him for it. Um, Apparently, he's bulked yeah, up big I think time. I think he's put on like eighteen yeah. kilos or something. Yeah, so I think, I think he's a must-have um, at that price in centre wing. Um, the other one was obviously Milf. I've brought him into my team this week. Um, feeling quite good about it actually. <laughs> that won't last know. long. <laughs> yeah. I didn't own him last year, so. Yeah. It was an off year. I don't know. Just looking at his numbers, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, last year he averaged thirty four. Um, his price there, he's only three hundred k. Um, he's pre, so he's played seven years of Supercoach before last. Since they booing, he's never averaged below fifty one points a season. So I think if he's averaged, if he only scored thirty four last year, I'll put it to an off year. Surely, if he's what's, anywhere near that fifty, he's going to make a- at least a hundred. What's his average looking like from after two thousand and fifteen when he had that golden year? Has he gone over fifty five or sixty in those four years? Well, he hasn't gone under under fifties. Is my was my point. So he's definitely he's priced at a thirty four average. So he's at least 
um, 16 points better. And I think with Kevy now as the coach, not Seabold, I think um, Milf might be given... You think he'll find that 16 oh, points? He might not. I don't think he might go 60, but he can at least go 50s. Is Ricky your other I one you got there least, on your list? He'll at least make 100, 150k. No, that was all just Tessie New and Milf. Uh, well, I've got, I've got Katoni Staggs. On my list as well, He, without his injury games last year, he averaged 63, and give him a full season. I know he's injured at the moment, but... Around 12. Is that when he's back? Mm. So he could be fr- coming back fresh and finish strong, hopefully, and I don't think Brisbane are going to be as bad as they were last year, personally. Yeah, that's what I mean. You think new coach, they've surely yeah. got to at least be better Well, they're, they're just year. a much better team on paper than what they put out last year. But and yeah. the other one I've got is Ricky. If he can get the edge spot and play at least 60 minutes, he's going to make some good coin for you, I think. Yeah, if he can get that spot, wait for TLT. Just um, looked at Milf's numbers. So last year I mentioned 34.4. The year before, 51. The year before that, 54. The year before that was 70. The year before that, 66. The year before that, 64. The year before that, 64. And the first year he got was 59. So and he's always pl- and he's always played at least eighteen games in a season, except for last year, and he played thirteen. So could have just been an off year. Um, it was, it's we'll see what happens. But I, de- I definitely think his price at his bottom, and he definitely won't go worse than last year, as nah. we just mentioned yeah. with Brisbane. Is, is, so. is he going to be like a Kahu or a Sarko though? I'm personally oh. not going near him because I've watched you two struggle with him for <laughs> two years. So I'm, I just can't. Well, those those big numbers you talk about would have been when Kevy was up there as an assistant coach, work with the halves and stuff. So he reckons right. he can get the best out of him again. So well, not getting up. He's not going to lose your money. I was he's saying 27 or something. He's that old. He debut. Well, if he's played seven years, debut at 19, I think. So 26. That's that's coming into your prime as a half. Uh, well, well, personally, I don't think he's that per half. I actually think he's a better fullback. But right, we'll, well that's that. not super coach yeah, relevant. We'll leave that for another day. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. Are we going to right to move on? No, to we're definitely not. Are we done with Brizzy? Do you guys have any comments I'm done on with Brisbane? Brizzy? I'm happy with Brisbane. Oh. I, I do have one thing to say. Like, didn't you just have McCully? How did he end up back at Brisbane? You just borrowed him. Yeah, it's kind of like a loan kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, because I was just sitting there thinking, oh, well, McCulloch's now going to Dragons from Brisbane. I'm thinking, you signed him last year. No, because Jaden did his ACL, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's it. We yeah, only brought him in his cover right, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, he wasn't deal. getting a run up there. Well, is brown, he... brown packet loan deals, eh? No, not Newcastle, mate. Alrighty. So uh, let, let me just quickly say good day to all our wonderful listeners. Good day, Smiley, Brad Smith, Rick Harrington, Smithy, Ashley Roman, Ryan Wilson, Brad Ives, Scott Smith, uh, Gary Barnes. He says Maddo or Lolo? Quickly. Maddo. Lolo. Maddo. All right, sweeto. Maddo wins. Uh, Danny Sackle, if Con doesn't <clears throat> stop flexing, he's going to cramp up. <laughs> Lance George, good day. Chris no from flex. Maxfield. Uh, oh, you might be onto something there, Chris. Um, Shane Foote Ashley Nicholson uh, Who kicks goals With Croker out To start the season This is obviously at The Raiders uh, I think Georgie Williams Yeah I'm, I think Georgie Williams Georgie Williams so, Yeah that's right it's, it's unanimous I don't know I'd just like a front row Or someone to step up Yeah Josh Louis Or someone Yeah <laughs> Alright Fra- Frank Estanza Maybe Whitehead Could be a darkie Maybe Whitehead Mm, see what happens. Frank Costanza says, "Tell Rob it's his turn in the draft comp." Come on, Rob! Don't be one of those people, Rob. <laughs> um, Come on, Rob. <laughs> Rick Harrington, Milford Moylan with the five-eight combo. Good for you, man. Yeah, it's Crackton. Go for it. All right. Look, you guys are obviously into taking some real risk this year. Well, it's just my strategy going cheap at the five-eights because having 
allow that allows me to have Cook and Grant as my hooker. So I think I've got the edge on everyone in the hooker spot. So well, I can I, I can be honest now. My team will not be the same next week. <laughs> Just yeah. wait, because well, I would have heard something somewhere, and I'll restructure this and this, that, and the other. So come to until TLT, like we say every year, it's all speculation and shit. But it every one of these players has got a right to be in your team at some point due you know due to something in your head. You've thought something. All right, uh, Douglas Lee, shout out, uh, Matty Drew. Reckons sometimes you need to sacrifice uh, sacrifice points for cash, and he also reckons Kelly is a smoky and the run is good. Keep him Bergs. Thank you, Matty. Uh, Ashley Romans letting us know Lino has agreed to sign to the Super League. Oh, there goes Mason. And Ross Mann's running with a Teddy Gutho combo, then upgrading to Turbo. Um, Ballsy. Joel Picton, he was wondering, uh, what are your boys' thoughts on Lolo only getting 50 minutes? I think he'll still do virtually the same. I just think that the extra minutes do help, you know what I mean, for like a try or something. That... Did we just cover this? Well, well we, the only problem with his losing minutes is when he plays big minutes, yeah, he might miss a tackle or two, but it takes seven runs out of his game. Yeah, it does. So, so unless you, you got to weigh that factor up. You might bring out the offload, the tackle bar some more. You just got to... I personally, it's like a pain house kind of thing, I personally think. I think, yeah, at the price he is, I'd have to still run the gauntlet of going with him. Yeah, we'll get to him when we go to the Cowboys. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, sorry, my computer go is running a little bit... No, no, no. Um, Matty Egan says, TPJ's looking fit this year. Sorry, we'll keep it on Broncos because this one's really fired everyone up in the comments. TPJ's looking fit this year. He reckons minutes may suffer at prop. Uh, Matty Drew says, TPJ's too expensive for the gamble. Gary Barnes says, uh, TPJ will get suspended. Yeah. So, boys, votes in. What do you reckon? Suspended for me as well, Gary. Yeah? Go, Gary. I'm still trying to work out a way to get him into my team. If he plays on the edge for 80 minutes, I'll definitely be trying to get him in for sure. Yeah, yeah it's a wait and see for team lists and trials, but I personally think he's got the high ceiling out of the, the front rowers. Well, Rick Harrington reckons TPJ has so many prior offences uh, that the loading just makes it not worthwhile. Because if he gets suspended, it's the same. It's the same with Nathan Brown, Jazz Tavanga. You know, there's a lot of players that can join that list that what I've a- had in previous years as well. What about Asiata playing lock? No, yeah, I'm so. not sold on that. No. I think that's all fucking smoke and mirrors. I was about to say yeah, because because Matty Egan's got some mail on that apparently. And if he is, he's definitely not super coach relevant. He's going to be one of those pass before the line kind yeah. of guys who's not going to take you 15 to 20 hit ups a game. He never has. No. Nah. He never has. Like, a couple of times, remember, Gobbles got stuck with him the other year, couldn't get him out, remember? And he nah. sent us a message. <laughs> and he's like, how do I get him out? It's like, you can't get someone out that's worth nothing because he does nothing. Like, it's one of them things, like, he will end up getting trapped in your side, I feel. That's yeah. just for me. Well, who are you going to drop? Pat on, Carrigan. On the plus side of that, if he does get the start and lock spot, well, then I think Lodge is even more appealing because he's going to have to do more work up the middle. To yep. compensate. Do you drop Paddy Carrigan, though, nah. from Locke? No. You can't. He had a let, 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 It depends. Let's, let's, not, let's not speculate with that. Let's if they're going to try and go back. with the Roosters role, where the Radley plays as that half in the middle of the field kind of thing, that might be their new strategy, and that's why Asiata will fit perfectly. Let's, let's see what happens. I mean, Kevy's up there now. Anything could change. Uh, <laughs> Primetime reckons, what do you reckon of Corey Yates at centre wing? Nah. Not no. Not if he's a bench... Back rower, yeah. which I've yeah. heard he's probably looking at. But if he gets on the wing and Brisbane can improve, 
then you could be know. some money to make. Rocks and diamonds. See what he can. Yeah. Rose being chained in second row. Matty Egan, just quickly, any value in Ricky? Yeah, I think. If he can get a start, yeah, just pending. It does, yeah, that's it. If he's not a starter, then no. No, then of course but not. But that's, that's one of your things you could, we all should be looking at. You want firm starters because they're going to get the most minutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Fatal and Mariner apparently looks like he'll be back by round four. And David Sweetenham says, EC, no teams really running with two-gun hookers. He knows there's money to be made, um, but so there is in other positions. What do you guys reckon? Well, I, tr- I swapped to the two-gun hookers today or yesterday whenever I rejigged my side because I thought, well, they give you so much. You know what I mean? Like, And, yeah, there might be options, but there, there's a reason these dudes are 400K from last year and there's a reason these other dudes are five, six, seven hundred 700K. There is, there is definitely value in hooker if you can pick the right one. Um, I just think, for me, going the two guns, I'm, I'm quite safe that... They just make a lot of tackles and runs, and you know I'm I'm, so, I'm quite confident that Cool Grant will both be that top level again, seventy yeah. plus. The problem so. with the value ones is a lot of them are value because they're injury prone. Yeah, like your Watson, your Little, um, and then you've got they say Simpkins knocking on the door. Yeah, and I've, I've even well. seen Josh Hodgson in a few sides because he's yeah, quite well, cheap. I would definitely wouldn't but go Hodgson. Starling, the young bloke, I think looks quite good, so yeah. I wouldn't go there personally. No, he's going to nip away. You know, he's going to chip away at some minutes, you'd have to think. He's another one who can be susceptible to injury. The only one I don't mind is Robson, but then, you know, there's still... Well, Gran- Granville's on the Malinga, and they play... So- who was the other guy? Cotter. Cotter's also on the Malinga. Up well, we've Cotter, we've okay. said this every week, word for word, for the last three weeks. Have Let's you gone back to just, just know that Corey Bryant-Smith is on the bandwagon uh, of running to two gun hookers, the same as you. And um, Matty Drew telling me to go Murray at lock. To be honest, I just looked at it. I'm 40 grand short. So forgive me if I go quiet and figure out where I'm going to pull that 40 grand from. Because you're right. I like the idea of Murray at lock, especially if he starts at lock. So next Queensland team. We're doing All the right, Cowboys. So we're going to the Cows because we just touched on a few players. So we'll start off knock through them. Um, yeah, Lolo we just mentioned. At the prize, 640k. Um, his last four seasons since he's averaged at least 60 minutes a game. Um, he has not averaged under 70 points, so I feel as though he only needs at least 60 minutes and um, he won't average under 70. Uh, they might, If he plays 50, he probably won't make money, but he won't be the worst option. You could just easily trade him to one of the other options. Um, but being but fresh, his PPM might go up. Exactly. and so, you know, Something you got to weigh up. I just, I just personally like him as a player, and you know he's. You know got, what you're going to get out yeah, of him he every hasn't single week. Averaged under seventy the last four. What's different in the, you know, this year? So, um, this next one on the list, I know you, some of you boys are keen on. I'm not, um, personally, was um, Val Holmes. So five hundred and nine k comes in, um, dual. Although you probably wouldn't have him at fullback, you'd probably nah, definitely have him at centre yeah. wing. I think that's the um, appeal. A goal-kicking fullback at centre wing. A goal-kicking fullback, yeah. What about you, Bergs? What's your appeal in him? He's had a full pre-season back after he NFL. tried to chase his dream and didn't succeed, and then he had to transform his body back to rugby league, full pre-season. Well, I think Volandi's helped him halfway through the year because it's all about explosiveness, which is NFL-esque, you know, but his body didn't hold up. I'm, I'm a bit worried because... Like, I know this happens every year with the 
with the trials. They mix and match the team around. But they're saying on the weekend they trialed like uh, Drinky at fullback, Holmes on the wing, Fidzy, I think, in the centres. And then it got mixed around again with Holmes at the back, Drinky at 5'8", Fidzy on the wing still. And then Fidzy at fullback, Holmes on the wing. So... I know, deep down, I know he'll play fullback because he's, oh. that's what he's gone there to play. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes Fidzy at fullback and Holmes on the wing. Well, I think last year when Drinky and Holmes combined on that left side, it was just nice. I don't think you take... I, I think you take, put Fidzy in there, I don't think the ball gets to Holmes as cleanly as... No. Holmes gets the ball to Fidzy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think that we will, will might... In saying that, it's not hard to swap and change for a play. But I just think Val Holmes went there to play fullback, and that's what he thinks he is. I still, but my my opinion, even at fullback and taking his scores at centre wing, I still think there are better centre wingers who will finish high average than him. So not if they, not if they not if they not as shit. If they score points, and because the points will come through him, Drinky. And he'll kick the goals. Well, I'll, I'll, the thing with me is he relies too much on the attacking stats. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of pointers why I have concerns from him. So 2018 was his big year. Okay, he averaged 67. He played 26 games. He had 22 tries with eight tries. So very, very high rate. He, only, he didn't even average over 70 from scoring 22 in 26. The last year, he had a 57 average and four tries and nine assists in 12 games. So he only got through the 12 games, but still a decent strike rate. Um, my concern for me is that not only does he roll on the attacking stats, but for me, he doesn't have enough carries of the football. So he doesn't go looking for it enough, um, in my opinion. Like Especially if you're comparing him with the fullbacks, for example. Teddy. Va- va- um, the last couple of years, Val's only averaged 14 runs a game. When you look at the top fullbacks, they're all going 20-plus carries. So I just feel he doesn't kind of, Maybe He doesn't maybe go looking for it. No, he prefers look for it in their opponent's 20 when they're attacking the line rather, rather than, than working it out of his own end. Doing yeah. them hard yards so, like the, the Tommies, the Teddies. Yeah, and, and for me, like the other reason was personally my strategy. I'm trying to go cheap in the centre wing. If I was going to spend anyone, I'd much rather a Toto or... The best, they're the two that I was looking at um, who were decently priced in the centre wing. Um, but yeah, I just think he's a bit. I just personally don't think Cowboys will have that many points in them for him to do well. Your to man, do better. have you got him on your list? You probably should have, Isan. I don't because I've gone a bit cold on Isan. He's put his offload away, he's lost the goal kicking responsibilities. He's. Yeah, he's. If he can find his offload again and average that four to five offloads a game, I'd. I'd strongly consider him, but at the moment, I just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, even in the years before, he's still only season average in the three years were between 52 to 60, so in that mark. Last year, he still only had a 48, so he was a little bit below, but not too much that would make you definitely want to start with him. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other Cowboys for you? Uh, drinky. If him and Holmes can keep fielding on that combo that they had last year and with Hammer on the wing with the, his speed, I think Tries he could. Yeah, he's good pod. Had a full preseason with him now. He's got to know the system and shit. Last year he got traded from Melbourne, so he didn't even have a preseason with him. So building on the combinations there, I think he can go a little bit better. Yeah, again, for me, it just doesn't fit my strategy. I like He's not a gun. And he's not a cheapie, so... Well, I think I think he's got the potential to be a gun. So I, I, my gun's in the 
um, five eight spot to go. Even I'd class a gun sixty plus, but I don't think he's got it in to go. I 60 think plus. I think he's got sixty plus. I think in your, your Lou Eyes, your Munsters, your Cody Walkers. I don't um, think you'll be in the Munster League, but they'll all be at least sixty plus, almost here to push in seventy. Um, but yeah, any any other? Ki- I, was, I was on Gilbert, but he he got hurt, so I'm not sure when he comes uh, back. Broken fibula, I think. I think he's looking at at least six weeks out of yeah, the season. Yeah, so he's he's looking at a little bit. So I was on him. Um, and there's another dude up there, but yeah, the one I wanted to mention was um, Robson. We spoke about before the hookers are four ninety one. Um, if you can get more minutes, hopefully, well, my first I definitely. Will, um, I mean, he's a big watch for me. If you can get more minutes, um, he obviously came from the Dragons, and so I kind of watched him through the juniors how he paid. And if you can get more minutes, I definitely think he'll be in a lot of sides. In um, my first draft, I had him and Arpy. In my first ever but, draft on team, like when I could crack the app, I thought, yeah, well, if, if, as long as Granville's gone. But then I remember Cotter malingering around there. Yeah, so just how many he so, gets, who knows? But that's what I mean. Your Cooks and your Arpies and your Grants are going to play 80. So well, he was touted for big 80. things down there with Hughes, wasn't he? Yeah, but McInnes yeah. was just way better than expected coming from Souths. Yeah. And, and that's why they got rid of him. Yeah, well, I think I think gave him hooks, Mary, gave, giving him the. Well, no, Mary, he was a big Mary fan. I think he like remember yeah, he gave the yeah, jersey Mary, to Mary yeah. and everything. So, uh, anyway, uh, my other Cowboys that I was going to mention as well was Maguire. Last year he actually went quite well. Um, his price at five sixty. He's always been about that one ppm um, fluctuates on minutes. Last year he had quite quite a few um, eighty minute games um, mm. even so. He has the the motor and the ability to go eighty. Um, I personally wouldn't do it. Maybe over Origin, he might be. Yeah. Or like, oh, he'll be a yeah, good placeholder. Might play Origin. If, if Lolo gets injured, he's a good get. He doesn't have that ceiling like the other ones do. He's not going no, to bust you out a hundred or anything. Similar yeah. to like a. He's going to get you fifty-five to sixty-five pretty yeah. much every week, kind of thing. Yeah. So is yeah, just worth um, worth a mention. And the other one that I've seen in a couple of teams was Michael Morgan at um, in the halves. He's dual. He's dual 386k last year. So, well, I'll read you out his averages in previous years. Last year he was playing very injured. Last year he still averaged 48, year before 50, and the year before 43. So the last three years haven't been the best. Before that, he went 58, 58, 58, 54. So four years, very consistent in the 50s. So I went back kind of to have a look. So in the last three years, um, I, I could only find that the Cowboys as a team hadn't been as good. So obviously well, it, obviously went through the 58s. The other thing is there is that they had, had Jonathan Thurston on the other exactly. side taking a lot of focus from they the won, defense won, away from him. And they then won the premiership. The 17, had, he had that magical run by himself exactly. without JT. So, um, so yeah, but even... Even then, he's yeah, he's priced at forty eight. He might be yeah, slightly under, but I personally, See, but yeah, I've just seen him in quite a fifty few grand. That's, that's maybe a hundred k. Yeah, but you're losing twenty to thirty points mm-hmm. on all the other ones. So the fifty yeah, like grand, you could save, you could save a uh, hundred grand um, and go down to a Moylan or um, what a Milf or Milford. Yeah, what were you gonna say? Don't know. Fifty grand. Yeah, for 50 grand, you can get in like a million-dollar Ash whose team's on the up rather than a team that's still trying to find its way. Do you know what I mean? Like You could get a lot of things for 50 grand. But and you don't know what Peyton, how Peyton's going to play him, no. what he's going to do up there. So he did do good things for the Warriors in the back end of last year, but let's All see. Right. You want to move on to the next team? 
Alright. Uh, hold on, let, let's just uh, let's just check in with the Facebook. Uh, so, Turpin from Sam Picard. That's just the whole oh, question. Oh, Turpin. No, that would be the hookers. Talking hookers. He's talking hookers up Brisbane. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but we've gone over... Yeah, we've, we've done Brisbane. So, Turpin, did he get a mention? Oh, just, no, he didn't. He's just not worth... I think they've got a couple up there. They've got Dearden goes in and plays a little bit of hooker too, doesn't he? I think that was just because Turpin got a bit injured last year. Turpin uh, was a bit of a monster when he was out there and he got fit. Again, he falls in that Connor Watson little mould where they could make money, but it's yeah, very... um, It's a bit of a risk, especially yeah. if you're going to run away from two guns. All right, uh, Jay Haynes, yeah, the boys. Kane Anderson, g'day. Um, Jack Whiten, top five eighth this year. Bold prediction from Jay, uh, Jay Haynes. Lua, are you drunk? Uh, I'm not, but he might be. That's what I'm asking. Let us know, buddy. Um, Michael uh, Dakai, he says, gents, thoughts on two cheapy hookers. Love the show. Look, it's a gamble, man. It's, you know what, if it works out for you, kudos to you. Like, big balls play, but it's it's massive. Could, could put your 40 points behind each player per game, and then they might not make the cash. They could get injured or something, and then what are you going to do? How are you going to get set? It's up, a ma- it is, up it's, a, it's a massive risk, really. Oh. Harry Grant, we knew there was wraps on, especially coming from the storm system. You could have confidence in that. Uh, and he started early. So you had those couple of weeks where it was just like, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll knock him off if I need to. No biggie. And he turned out to be a monster. Every, almost everyone kept him all year. Oh, I uh, can understand one gun, one cheapie. Yeah. So Yeah, same, right? You know what I mean? You've got that money there. Bit of balance. But... You, you think if you Too's go in with two cheapies on one. and one gets hurt and one scoring 20, you've got no money to bring anyone yep. in unless you sacrifice somewhere it, else. It was a bit, well, di- it was a bit different. Off, that's what I'm trying to say in terms of the 5.8 because that's what I've done. I've sacrificed in the 5.8 and spent in the hookers. Now, if you flip that over and you have to sac- um, you have two cheapy hookers and two gun 5.8, I think the... Two gun hookers are much safer to outscore the two gun. Definitely, it's a massive risk. The one thing last year you had McInnes and Jazz who could you could rotate up. This year McInnes is gone, and Jazz is a who knows how he's going to go. So yeah, yeah. There's not many people you can actually rotate up to the hooker. Confidently. I think it's Radley and Jazz, and, and I wouldn't be that confident, in Radley. Radley but. don't give. He's not super coach friendly. Great footballer, yeah, but not yeah. super coach friendly game for yeah. us. Like. He, he takes the necessary hit ups and he does the necessary work. He doesn't necessarily just get in there and do work well, for the sake. You of people. It, you noticed it last year. Like once he was gone, they link in the middle to get from Flanagan to Keary. He was gone. It just sort of dropped out in the middle there. For oh, exactly, he's up. not. No, he didn't have the ball skills, nor nor the probably the the balls to do it. The only the only other option at hooker that I'd start apart from Cook and Graham would be Arpy, only just because the fact he plays that first round by. Well, I think and I'm, I'm actually looking at him bringing him in for cover over Origin. I think they got a pretty generous run. Or year, pretty much they do. So I, I'm really I'm really liking Arpy myself, like especially just until that. Even if as long as he makes it to that buy round, I, I like him, man. Because like you said last year, was at thirteen games, he averaged seventy odd, um, and then after that he started dipping out. So as long as he gets me to that thirteen, fourteen games, I'm happy. Yeah, seventy three for his first thirteen games. Yeah, so I'm looking hard at Arby. All right, hi, right. uh, Douglas Lee's put one up. Uh, Jaden Braley. 
He says he, he's getting more keen on Jaden Braley as a second hooker. He only played two games last year before his injury, average 58, and that was before the six-again rule change, um, which he thinks would suit him because he's fairly young and quick. What do, you, what do you reckon? Especially now that McCulloch's gone, like... There's no one else there. Though, but that hooker spot's got to be his. Well, and then Watto's the backup. Yeah, right? well, Watto, if Watto's on the bench, is he going to come on and play hooker or is he going to come on and play lock? Is, but even is then... Braley only going to get 50 minutes. But he should be so... He's fairly cheap, though, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's going to make that money. And if I remember... That starting spot's got to be his to earn first, right? And we all know my memory's shit. Yeah, well, yeah, well uh, Corey Bryant-Smith wants to know how long you spent cleaning the broken fish tank today because he reckons it's a while. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway... But Jaden Braley, I'm pretty sure, signed on to be an 80-minute hooker there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He well, did. That's he, why he left the Sharks. He went there. They were going to make a difference or something. And and like Douglas said, 58 average after two games isn't bad, considering he probably got hurt in one of them. Well, everyone started with him last year before... No, other Braley. Harry, that's before Harry Blake. Blake. Oh, that, that, was, that was Blake. Yeah, it's right. Jaden was here before at the Sharks, yeah? No, Blake was at the Sharks. He got, oh, the, he yeah, got the starting they, spot because his brother left. Yeah, well, no, I, I heard I heard he got the starting spot because he was better than his brother, and his brother was sort of moved on. Well, that's why his brother left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that being said, he, he was a good little hooker the year before, uh, and then he got injured last year. So really, he's yet to prove himself as an eighty-minute hooker that's really like growing into his body and getting used to it. You know, playing against men. So, what do you reckon? Are you with Douglas? Do you do you, do you give him a, a bit of a look in, or is just nah? Three hundred fifty-six k. He's right in that mid-range price. And he's, he's a juicy pot, isn't he? Well, there's not going to be his ownership's got to be really low. Oh like, yeah, his ownership would be about one percent, I reckon, if yeah. that. So I mean, it is a risk, but to be honest, I reckon I'd be more keen on that risk than someone like like Jacob Little and having him up there. Um, especially if there's only 110k in it, if I can swing it, which I know is tough at this time of year. Yeah, I don't mind. There's just too well, much risk for me. I'd rather go be safer. Dan Hand, g'day. How you doing? He yeah, reckons Fleet was going to prove himself this season. He says just, not really super coach relevant. Sorry, just, back on Braley. Yeah. He had a 43 in 80 minutes in one game, and then the second game he had a 72 where he had two tri-assists. So you take away those two tri-assists, he's looking at a 43 and a 48 in 80 minutes, which isn't... Setting the world on fire it's just over point five points per minute. So he needs so the, those eighty eight and some attacking stats to really be relevant, I think. Yeah, so so Douglas, that that's a big old no. Sorry, buddy. Now what was Dan's question? Uh no, no, he was just saying he reckons Flegler's out to prove himself this year. So he doesn't know if that's gonna re- relate to Supercoach or not. But it might have an impact on Lodge. A, that's what he was probably trying to Oh, I think he's just a, a Broncos fan too, and we were talking well, about Well there's Flegler. a few games there last year where he Played decent minutes, and he had that late footwork and pass for a line, and he was looking really, really good, and then he just died off all of a sudden. So, yeah, but I mean, so so did the sort of the, the culture of the club too. Probably when I yeah. realised they were getting the spoon. I, was, no yeah, I just out. don't know. All that He's, stuff about Sieb started. The potential's really definitely there. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I've watched him over the last couple of years. He's definitely shown a lot of improvement and growth, so you can only expect he's going to come back from this next preseason with, you know, a bit of a B in his bonnet. See what happens. I mean, there's big raps on him up there. I yeah. Think. You know, as Dan's getting on. Um, Andrew Barkworth, he reckons Milf is the new Darius missed tackles. <laughs> Average last year was 30 Bark. missed tackles. Like I said, off year, I'm putting it down. So come on, but Milf, you better come through. The for best me. thing about a missed tackle, like I said earlier, it's only one point. So if you miss 30 tackles in a year, 
That's only 30 points off your thing, but if you can get the attacking stats, you're well and truly going to outweigh that. And 9 out of 10, not all, yeah, 8 out of 10 can't tackle anyway. They just get in the way. Yeah. Let the big men finish it off. Speaking of the big men, Ashley Roman says the only problem with Lolo getting the first 25 and the last 25 is if they're flogging the other team or getting flogged, they're probably not going to bother putting him back on. Have they shown a track record of doing that? Or do they put him on as a chance to try and turn the the tide if they're getting flogged? I think Pate will. If, okay. if they're up by 30 points, I think Lolo will be getting an Sometimes early shower. Sometimes he could play the first 30 minutes, 35 straight butter, you know. And, and if he does that and he pulls out a 60 but then doesn't really come back on. And sometimes you see that with forwards. They come back on the field, but super coach-wise, they sort of go missing. You know what I mean? Like you Depends still on the game. Like it's hard to read the yeah, game sometimes. But, I mean, like you guys have seen that, right? Like You see someone go explosive in the first half and then... The score goes up by another ten points, maybe okay, fifteen points. Fucking... Not really a low low, but he's pretty consistent. He, he usually takes his hit up per set at KP's least one. Bandit, We're talking about forwards here, mate. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you know, bagging out KP. I'm just saying, like he'll score you ninety in ten minutes and then do nothing. And then yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You captain him and you're like, yes, I'm in for a big one here. And then did he play the second half? Text messages at halftime. I captain KP and. Start, he lost a point. Start checking. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he was your captain. He lost two. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Jacob Bell says, yeah, the boys. Love you, boys. Um, uh, Scott Smith and Naden stands himself down. Uh, some, something's going on at Panthers. I mean, well, yeah, crazy. They just swapped a development fullback for a guy that, you know, trained at Melbourne last year in the centres, crazy. And now they've just gone, oh, we'll, Coincidence? We'll, we'll drop the guy that tarnished our grand final last year. Could you imagine if that story had come out and they'd Didn't won? Didn't tarnish the grand final. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. the bags, but... so, Yeah, see how your reaction changed, though? But instantly there would have been more scrutiny on the team. I'm so... flat out amazed they found any cocaine in his system. you got to think, we were in... In the middle of COVID, there was fuck all getting in. <laughs> yeah, there's still shit. Anyway, there, yeah. moving on. Um, it's not great. <laughs> Jay Strasberg uh, is Lodge still an option uh, for you boys if TPJ and Carrigan start at prop round one with Asiata at 13? Holy moly. Oh. I never even thought of it like that. Um, he probably loses a lot of appeal, to be honest. Yeah, because you can't afford to waste him in the early rounds. I just think he's just, he's just like we talked about before, he's your old head. He's your certain starter. Like, if you if at any stage in the game your young blokes look like they're getting dominated, he will run at the blokes that are trying to dominate them and he'll he'll make he'll make an effort of it, you know what I mean? And I just think the young blokes will feed off him and they need him there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Carrigan showed last year he's a mean he's a, He's he's meant to be there, man. He'll he'll he's give you eighty. Kid, but yeah, but that's it. He's still young fella. All right, moving on. All righty, uh, we'll just quickly say good day to Sean O'Vaire, Petey Thompson, and Brad Huxley. G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome to the show. All right, sorry, bud. Without further ado, we're halfway through. Keep us going. Yep. So moving on to the storm next, boys. More than halfway through. Um. Couple of mention I'll go through first. We'll knock them off. Um, Obviously, the goat or the grub, whichever one you want to talk. Goat. Cameron, seven hundred k. Look, if he starts, probably going to everyone's probably going to be rushing around trying to get him in. You know what you're going to get out of him. At the moment, yeah, it's very risky and it's very hypothetical. But um, oh no. Does he take the goal kicking off Ash? Absolutely. Yeah. 
He'd be goal kicker for sure. Oh, no, Ash just went down and up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, wait and see. Maybe even a Brisbane, he could take the goal kick. Oh, he's taking goal kicking anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway. Except for Reynolds, probably. Come to the not doors. much to say. Um, yeah, probably. We'll wait till we get more news if he's in. And we can talk about him more. Um, otherwise, we can go for the other hooker, which most a lot of do have. Um, Harry Grant. You're a wizard, Harry. 70K cheaper. 633. So last year he had a 71 average in 73 minutes at the Tigers. I personally feel he can only improve um, going to the Storm from the Tigers. Better team, um, better structure. Yeah, I think he's quite safe to go 75 plus. Personally. Played the first 10 weeks last year with a broken hand. So yeah. um, everything's yeah, looking up for Harry. Average 50 tackles a game, 10 runs. He's just a workaholic, loves to get involved. Um, Wants that Queensland of, jersey. The kind of player you want. Yeah. Um, don't think there's much to say. You boys both have him? Right. I do now, yeah. He's I, locked into my team. I was going up Unless, obviously, Cam comes back. Arpy and Little, but then I just thought, nah, like, how can I go past him? You know, like, he's... A wizard. If, if you're straight up getting pushed straight in over, over Brendan Smith and that as well, like... You just know they see special things in him. Yeah, so. he's a gun. Well, we've seen special things in him. Oh, yeah, but, you know, like... To even keep... in Queensland, when he come on in the last game, and he proves that he belongs there even, so... Yeah, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next on the list, um, one that a lot have as well. Um, Papi, 629K. Um, so last year, looking at his scores, he actually... Had five tons last year. Three were one one twenty plus. Um, so he has quite a few big scores in him. Um, for me, what I like in Parpy that I don't didn't like in Holmes was he actually gets more involved. So he had average nineteen runs for one ninety four meters, um, three and a half tackle busts a game, um, and yeah, he had eleven tries and fifteen tries this last year. So. He gets involved a lot, gets his hand on the ball. Um, maybe he gets the goal kicking. We're still a bit unsure. I think if he gets goal kicking, he's a must. Yeah, but um, even without, I'm still probably going with him. He does have those big scores in him. Yes, he does have a couple of 30s um, in him. Um, but look, I'm obviously starting with Turbo and Papi. If When Pong is back, I think I might go to... Um, Papi first. I think I'd, I'd sell Papi before Turbo. Well, with Papi, he started slow last year. His first six games, he only averaged 47.3. And then in his last 11 games, he averaged 84. And he had two 30s in that, but his lowest score apart from that was a 59. And I think he had four tons or something in his last 11 games. So, do you, no, think, five Cameron, tons. Do you think Cameron Smith not being there is going to affect his service? Or do you think Harry Grant will still be able to get it out to Croft and... Munster quickly. Yeah, I think Hughes come along a long way towards the end of last year. Munster's Munster, and I think Grant's going to give good ball, not quite as clean and crisp as Cam, but yep. probably uh, don't have the brain as Cam either, but he, he'll get there. Understudies. They know Cam's game. Like, if anything, that... that yeah, knowing his game and doing his games. By the, will, by the time he's finished, he, he, in his head, he'd want to be better. You oh, know absolutely. What I mean? so, good luck, Bart. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I, hope, I hope for his sake. Because it'd be good to see another another generation player in our times again, you know. But in saying that, I, I don't think they lost anything. If anything, they may have gained an inch just with the speed that he offers. Because Cam Smith sort of lost a little bit of speed there as the years went by. But no, he never really had the speed. 
Yeah. Very yeah. much like Tom Brady. If they had a combine at the start of his career, he would have been 200 round pick too. Yeah. All True. right, moving on. So the other person I had from the Melbourne to look at, I personally don't have in my team um, just because it doesn't fit my strategy because I'm going cheap at the 5.8s. Munster. Munster, 620K. Um, his last six seasons, he's averaged between 59 to 70 super coach points. Um, per game. Um, so, yeah, I think he's quite safe to go again, you know, 60 to 70, being elite 5'8", along with Cody Walker and Luai. But Extra responsibility. I just, yeah, it just doesn't fit my strategy. I personally not. So I'd rather spend that money at hook on myself and go a bit cheaper. If he does win the goal kicking duties, he's looking at maybe an 80-point average with the amount of points the Storm score. So I think he'll be an absolute must if he's kicking goals. And then... Yeah, it all depends, I guess. You have to just wait and see. What about you, Bergs? Do you have Munster or not? No, I don't have Munster. I, I, I've, I haven't ever had Munster, I don't think. Oh. I've always gone the other way. What, the start Cody of the year Walker. or ever? Ever. Ever? Really? I don't think I've ever. I've, I've always that explains gone, a lot. I've always <laughs> gone the other way. Cody Walker, you've always gone. Well, he's got the 40. You know. So does mean? Cody Walker. Yeah, I know. but Cody I, Walker's got a 20. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Oh, I don't know, man. Look, I like Munster as a player. I think he's a great footballer. Without kicking duties, not so, not so much of a must-have. I think I think Luai outscoring this year personally. Hmm. I just like Luai's more super coach friendly game. But if Munster comes in with his Queensland Origin three form, man, yeah, oh, shit's all over anyone a, else in the game. A, he'd be a great person just to have a sesh with, wouldn't he? Oh, bro, so he's gonna have to. Take more responsibility close to the line where they're looking to get repeat sets and force dropouts. So that could up his game there too as well without Cam Smith doing it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Any true. other Melbourne plays? Any other honourable mention I was going to give was um, Nico Hines. I think over Orange um, Origin time, um, obviously Melbourne have a lot of rep players. I think he, um, if he can get down 80 minutes, I think, you know, it could be a pod play even just for a week or two because um, he's got that ability to um, put a big score on. Um, well, I've got two more from Melbourne. Personally, got, got oh, I've got more? I've you, got you Remus. Go yeah, Remus. Remus Smith. Remus. I think on the end of that back line could be the sky's limits for him. He showed a shitload of potential at the Berries, and their attack's been terrible while he's been there pretty much. So at Melbourne, yeah, I think he could be great. Yeah, I like Remus myself, and then also like Kenny Bromwich. He gets better and better as the years go on. I know he has lulls and shit through there, but. With no Smith again, you expect some of their more senior players to step up and have more of a go. And I like Kenny, and he's super coach friendly. No, he relies heavily on the attacking stats. When he scores a double, he'll go big and shit. But if he doesn't get those attacking stats, he's looking at a forty. Where where you've been Maddo and your Angus and that they're looking sixty plus without attacking stats. Yeah, low low. Um, yeah, so who else you got? Anyone else from Melbourne you like? Um, no, I think that's it for Melbourne for me. Yeah. Um, a lot, I know there's been a lot of talk about Christian Welch, guys speaking about him earlier. But I just think with all the amount of big men in their middle, Brendan Smith, Jesse Bromwich, Nelson Soft Solomona, Kamika Kamika's back, I think he's going to be limited in his upside. All right, I'm, uh, I'm going to quickly just give the bag of dicks. Fuck it. Are you going to do your... You can't, can you? Why? Uh, yeah, I, I, 
Alright. Don't you? He's got heaps. Go, 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 Gold Coast. You sure? Oh, you've set wheels in motion, mate. No, I have. Suck up, suck up, suck up, suck a bag of dicks. Suck a bag of dicks. He was angry. Suck a bag of dicks. Suck a bag of dicks. He goes, hey, asshole. Suck a bag of dicks. All right, the bag this week's going to Adam Elliott. I had to do it, man. Like, at the end of the day, you don't do that shit. Like, he's flat out gone and fucked us again at the start of the year. Just as shit's got about to kick off, we're back in the spotlight for stupid, stupid shit. Now, I know whatever happens in your personal life whatever happens in your personal life, but we were on track for having a good pre-season at the Dogs. No, nothing. We'd had nothing but positive stuff come out of there. Now he goes and does shit like this. Now, I understand, probably shouldn't even be talking about because, it A, it's none of our business or anything like that, but to go and do that to your fucking mate is just fucking fucked. Like, well, for for those who don't know, I actually played um, football for Cronulla Karim Bar with Michael Leisha for six years, so he's, his dad was actually our coach um, during that time. So I had a lot of footy trips away with him um, and stuff like that. Is this just also, name drop also, also got arrested yeah. then as well. But in terms of Adam Elliott, oh, I personally didn't like him before this happened. Well, he um, fucked us last but year. But Bulldogs, Bulldogs have that culture in them. Look at Ben Barber in the past as well. Yeah, thanks, Doddy. Had a, had a bit of a culture issue. But <laughs> let's, let's just move on, I think. But, yeah, no, at the end of the day, I just feel this close to the season and, like, he's... I know there's two sorts, probably two separate bags you can give you, a personal bag. And from club point of view now, I wouldn't want to play with that dude, if, especially if half of them blokes are Leisha's mate, which they would be. Well, I've seen Brad Takarangi put on it on Facebook, um, right. giving it to him as well. Look, fucking um, come on, man. Well, how would you feel as a teammate with you bringing your wife around? You him? wouldn't. You <laughs> wouldn't feel good at all, man. He's meant to be the best man old mate's wedding. Yeah, I know. Alrighty, so Adam Elliott. Hey, asshole! Suck a bag of dicks! Alrighty. Alrighty, so last team is Gold Coast to get through. Now, I'll let Con. Con's a bit more of a fan of more players than I am personally at Gold Coast. So I think there's lots of potential up there, personally. Start us off, then. I think AJ Brimson, for one. he come back last year, I think midway through the year, and brained it. He was looking very, very good. I think the forward pack's better this year. The combination with Fogarty, Ash Taylor and him would have only grown. Um, and, yeah, I think he take away his first game when he come back from the injury. And apart from that, he averaged 80.5 last year. So that's really, really good numbers. And like I said, better combos, better team. I think he could at least equal that. Um, like him or not? I just don't think Kim's going to be in that top um, elite class as like um, we're talking about the tiers before and where we put them so I personally don't think he's in that top tier with your teddies your turbos your well at an average um, of 80.5 he's got Ponga covered Ponga only averaged 79 point something last year I think Ponga's, Ponga's done a lot more consistently oh I'd, definitely I'd, I'd but, like to see uh, AJ do it a lot more before I think about putting him in that class but that's just me <laughs> I don't want no kebab. Um, next up. Uh, next up, Dave Fafita. Kid's a beast. Absolute weapon. He can do it on his own or have someone create it for him. I think staying injury-free could be an absolute beast. Uh, could be a good 
one to play maybe on matchups if you wanted to towards the end of the year, but I'd I'd play him every week. I'm big big fan of Fafita. Does need the attacking stat, but oh yeah, his base isn't fantastic like the rest of them, but I think he can produce the attacking stat more often than pretty much anyone yeah. in the back row can. Well, is that the X, X factor second row? I was going He's, on about before. Like yeah. you give it to him and just expect things. Well, he can. Like we seen was it last year where he brushed off like four or five people and ran eighty meters and scored a try. And it wasn't even on the side he yeah. trained on. He was on the other side. Not many back rowers are doing that. Not many players are doing that. So, yeah, I think he's one. Uh, Mofo, Mofo to Waker, another year older, another full preseason. I think he's only going to get better and better as he goes on. The you know, thing that worries me is with Tino coming in, he might pinch a few of his minutes, but I don't think so. I think he's still be the best front rower and should be safe. I'm not going to set the world on fire. Very much like uh, who we were speaking about before, Josh McGuire-ish. Yeah. I think just a little bit better than Josh McGuire, but... I bloody... Um, I didn't mind that Jamin Jolofi from there last year. He, he stepped up till he got injured. Yeah, no, he did all right. Like, don't expect... I wouldn't put him in my supercoach team, nah. but he's one to watch. Definitely. Like, um, he will be emerging, I'd feel. Yeah. Like, if he went somewhere where they weren't so heavily stacked, he might have got maybe more of a run, but now that they've... Yeah, all them well, Herman SASA's come in too, so... Plus Fermore, he, he did himself no harm last year. I think Peachy's still there on the bench, so there's... I don't know how they'll spread their minutes out yeah. with them big boys either. I like, like I said before, I love Brian Kelly. Yeah, well, yeah, he averaged 65 in 80-minute games last year, and he had three injury-affected ones. He is a quality player. He can bust a tackle. He's good to watch. Um, well, he can offload too. And he can score a try. He averaged 48 in just base and power last year. So yeah. that's your runs, tackles, offloads, and tackle busts. Got the gift, which man. Which is pretty good for a centre. Got the gift. Like, he was good to watch at Manly, and when he went there, he's good to watch as well. Like, yeah. I, just, he, I sit back and watch him play. He's a good footballer. Yeah, I think the Titans will be a better team this year as well, so that's only going to help him. Maybe if Davies yeah. on the other side, it might take a bit of a ball away from him, but... I think he's the kind of bloke who's going to go looking for it. Well, he wants to be ethic, involved. Work ethic over the couple of years, it's, n- it's never been too shit. Yeah. Like, he's never been n- not someone that goes looking for it. You know what I mean? Every game I think he's ever like, played, he was. you heard his name a couple of times, yeah. whereas you can go through games and not hear someone's name for 80 minutes. <laughs> Job. <laughs> All right. Um, and Tino, I think he'll see a slight minute increase on his average from last year. He only averaged 27 Minutes a game in the first five of the year. So I don't think he's going to be anywhere down near that. I think he's looking at 50 to 55 minutes. And Do you think he can be in that top elite category? I think As he, a Maddo and I think Brighton he can be in the top five front rowers. I don't have him maybe even in the top ten back rowers. But I think he can compete with the maybe the th- third, fourth and fifth front rowers. He's not going to be a Haas or a TPJ, I don't think, but... Um, and one of mine, just for me, I know everyone doesn't like him, but Ate, Ash Taylor, finished the year with a 69 point, 69 average in his last three games last year. Uh, I think Fogarty takes a lot of pressure off his shoulders just by running everyone around, getting them to where they need to be, and Ash can just do his thing, which is only good for Ash. And yeah, even if Cameron Smith goes there, they're all just going to go to another level and I'll probably have them all. We'll, we'll take the goal kicking off Ashbart. Oh, definitely. But going to give him clean ball. 
yeah. draw the defence away from him. The focus is going to be on Cam Smith, not on Ash. And yeah, they all could be anything if Cam Smith goes there. I might even start five or six of them. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's massive. So you, um, Tino over David Fafita? I will have David yeah. Fafita at the moment and not Tino, so I can't say no. yes. I just got David Fafita just because his potential and his X factor, it's so massive. Fair enough. You got anyone to add, Bergs, to Gold Coast? Nah, I think that was pretty much it for me. Pretty much covered. When I said my bit about them before. What about the Don? No love for the Don? No, nah, no love for the Don. No base. Nah. <laughs> Good for a try. All right. Well, should we move on and break up some super coach talk? Let's do some trivia, guys. Trivia. Let's bring it on. Let's All do right. it. So, we're going to stick um, with the theme from last week and do some Who Am I cards. Okay, oh, hats we'll off, play. eh? Serious. All right. So, would you be play first of five or best of five? You know what they call that? Best of five. Best of five. Are, are you poon mud flap? Really? All right. That's what's called in your poon, apparently. Okay. First question. Just check the buzzers. Con for me. Con. Bergs. Bergs. Nice. All right. You, <laughs> used, you used your proper name then. That was a bit unusual. Glenn. Anyway, first question. <laughs> I was born in Penrith in 1965. I debuted for the Penrith Panthers in 84. Glenn. Is that your buzzer or are you just... No, it's not my no. name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were guessing the person. I oh, debuted for Panthers in 1984, winning the Dallium Rookie of the Year. Connor. Connor. Brandy. Greg Alexander, it right. was. Good job, Con. All right, next up, who am I? I was born in Brisbane in 1982. A Logan Brothers Jr. Connor. Connor. Can you me? Oh, I was thinking the same though. Right. 82 is a bit young. Brisbane in years, born it's 82. Two years earlier. A Logan Brothers Jr. I debuted for the Brisbane Broncos in 2001. I played my first State of Origin game for Queensland in 2004 and was part of the Broncos' 2006 grand final victory. Moving from prop to lock, I ended a six-year absence from the Queensland team in 2011 and also made my test debut for Australia. Bergs. Bergs. Is it Corey Parker? Corey Parker. Berg le- Berg's levels up at one all. Good job. All right, next one. The God of Supercage. Who am I? I was born in Bowral, 1979. A Robertson Mossvale Jr. I made my NRL debut for the Eels in 98. I was one of three players to feature in Parramatta's 2001 and 2009 grand final losses. I had Juzzy. I retired Juzzy. in 2012. Juzzy. Hey, Juzzy, you're not is in it, no, this. Is it Nathan Hindmarsh? It's Nathan yeah. Hindmarsh. Juzzy gets Juzzy a point. Juzzy right. the game. Juzzy's into the game. One all. Well done, so Juzzy. Run. Well done. Next up. Can you see the questions? No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. I was born in Tingha, New South Connor. Wales. Connor. Connor. Nathan Blacklock. Nathan Blacklock. <laughs> <laughs> he stole all their money. <laughs> all right. Where is Tinga, for those that don't know? Bumfuck New South Wales. What, like near... Whoop, whoop, that what? way. And near Timbuktu. Is it like Broken Hill Way or that far? Or? Oh, I think it's like up, up Tarry yeah. and in. Oh, okay. Inland, oh, yeah. Fucking Fair enough. All right. Exactly. Next question. Well, Google maps it. I was born oh. in Sydney in 1974. 
I came through the junior ranks with Paddington Colts and debuted for the Sydney Roosters in 1997. I played State of Origin for my first time in 98 and made my Australian Test debut the following year. Connor. Connor. Um, um, five, oh, no, 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 four, no, don't, don't, yeah, better, yeah, don't give him any more. Have we got a buzzer? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right, Juzzy, Juzzy. Do you want to have a stab? Quickly. Luke Rickardson. No. no. Wait, right. Juzzy? Juzzy. Yeah, is it Fletch? Brian Fletcher. Yes. How many Roosters Juniors are there, boys? Played for Paddington. All right. That's the running joke, isn't it? Yeah. He's okay, the only so junior. Juzzy's on no, two. What are you boys doing? South Solomon. Berg's on one, Connor's on two. We're just giving Juzzy a sneak. All right, next up. It's feel good day. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Queenbean, uh, New South Wales, in 1965. Connor. Connor. Laurie Daly. Bum, bum. Damn. Connor's out. I oh, debuted. He was born June 8. I debuted for the Canberra Raiders in 1987, joined the Brisbane Broncos in 1992, and finished my career with the Melbourne Storm oh, in 1999. Bergs. Bergs. Glenn Lazarus. Yeah, Glenn Lazarus. There it is. Well, Two apiece there, everyone. Yeah, here we go. The pressure's on. This is a tie-breaking question. All right. Stop jumping in early, Con. No, yeah, there we go. Good. Always being premature. Learn a lesson, Oh, jeez. All right. Who am I? I was born in Sydney, 1982. A South junior, I made my NRL debut with the Canterbury Bulldogs in 2001. Bergs. Bergs. It is Braven Astor. Braven Astor. Oh, Bergs takes the win. Bergs comes from a high. There we go. Oh, in the upset. Eight dollars. I do eight dollars. Thank you very much. Great odds. Good take. All right. Good work. All right. That is all for trivia tonight. What are we up to next, boys? I'm going Absolutely. home now. Fuck yeah. this shit. Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, to, to be honest, I actually don't think there is much on the agenda to talk about tonight. I mean, it was really just the news about you what's happened with, um, yeah, uh, with with. Uh, Let's go first to five then. Also, uh, McInnes. <laughs> I mean, I think McInnes is a big thing to bring up. Uh, has there been any other injuries? There's actually been a few, hasn't there? It's been. I mean, nothing major yet because hasn't been any uh, big games. McInnes was obviously the big upset there. Oh, McInnes is massive out, bro. I mean, McInnes is very odd considering the coach hates him. He's just left because the coach he doesn't get along with the coach, and he's like got injured at training the day that they go away to do you know. Oh no, it's just a trial match. Which no, 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 I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying timing is. Well, they're lucky, they're lucky they'd not? already sealed the Macca deal. Otherwise, they would, Brisbane could have held him to ransom there. Well, they only so, got so, today. No, I think it was already... Do our listeners want to play to five or do we give Bergs the win? No, you <laughs> no Bergs got the win there on the, <laughs> on, on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Give him the I've win. got a quick couple of things to run through anyway. Yeah, we've got questions and shit, don't we? Um, I do have some questions. Yeah, well, have you got questions on there? I've, I've been on the live but chat quickly, pretty much. Um, I found a thing that tells me the development squad players will not play till after round 10. So these are some of the players that some people have got sitting in the wings thinking, oh, they might get a run. I've seen a couple of posts on um, other social media platforms saying, look at this guy, he's a sniff. or this. They're no sniff till at least after round 10 from the research I've been doing. Um, the person from Brisbane is... What are you doing research? Hey, fucking hey. <laughs> um, development player at Brisbane's Isaiah Tass. They've only got the one. Um, there's none down at Canberra. Oh, yeah, no, actually there is. There's... Atar Maroata, oh, fuck, sorry, dude. Derby Medlin, 
Trey Mooney, Kai O'Donnell, Xavier Savage, and Clay Webb. Oh, I love the name Xavier Savage. I've seen a few people with him in their side. So that's, I think they that's, just got him on the name. That's why, I, uh, that's why I thought I'd give it a mention. And then at the Dogs, we've got Matthew Dory, Paul Caritana, Chris Patalo, Kurt Picken, Jackson Torbein. Never even seen them names in the app. So that's Dory like, sounds familiar. Um, and then at, this is the one I'd seen. Um, Jackson Ferris, Joanna Luala, Jack Martin, Luke Medcalf, and Daniel Vasquez. Is that the Dragons? No, no that's that the Sharks. Oh, sharks. A lot of people seen it at the trial the other day. Luke Medcalf, rah, 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 oh, is he a sniff this? No, he's no sniff. Seen it at what? Uh, at the trials last week. What trials? There was a trial game. I'll tell you who oh, wins. Um, Jaden um, Sullivan for the Dragons in the halves. So I'd like I'd like to see him get it, um, give Clune a run for his money and get a shot. If Hunt does go to nine. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd have him over Clooney. He looks a good player. I think yeah. Hunt's a seven with Macca signing. And then that... For Mac, Macca's not going to play 80. You're going to bring Britain off the bench? Or are you going to push Hunt to nine for the Hunt last 20? Clooney. You would? I would. <sighs> He's the one that cracked Hunt at nine the first. I'm bringing Britain on personally to start developing Britain. Yeah, I don't think uh, McCulloch could play 80. I know he signed McCulloch for three years. Stupid, but I'd just be starting to look to the future of Billy Britain. Yeah, I just don't know if Britain's that quality yet. But. Up at the Titans, they got Juan Complain. Good name, Juan. And then at Manly, they got Zach Sadler. He's another one I've seen in teams. Um, Sione Fainu, guessing it's a relation. Kao Weeks, Alec Tuvake. You should really have done this, Con. What's well, so the Burbo's in the 24-man squad, Burbo, is he? Burbo is named in 24-man, I think. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's named in the top squad. So, <coughs> Burbo by rights could play round one. That'd be good. Uh, doubt it, but it would be good. And then at Melbourne, they've got a couple of dudes I haven't seen the name of. I'm not even going to try that one. Dean Lemia and Judah Turahui. Sorry, dude. Then Newcastle, you got Chris Randall. He played some games for you last year, didn't he? Yeah, after June 30. One, yeah. I think, and he yeah, made so like 61 tackles or something. Yeah, there was a couple of people I've seen in the development squad that did play after June well, 30 They, they always get year. one. Jed Cartwright, I guarantee you'll be on there. for. Well, he was <laughs> on there for Souths for the last couple of years, Souths and Panthers. Well, Jack Johns is no shot because he's in the development squad as Sweet well. I've seen people yeah. talking Jack Johns. He's gone. To be uh, honest, you don't want to know who I've replaced him with. Okay. <laughs> Christian Manamia. Munster's Sorry. gone too. Garrett Smith and Jacob Kiraz. And then at the Warriors, they've got Israel Ogden and Tyler Slade. At the Cowboys, they got Darjean Arce. Is that the dude Dejean that's in Arce. the center? Yeah, so he's can't play till June 30. Yeah. Um, Nathaniel Roche. Parramatta. At Parramatta, can't play till after June 30. Injured anyway, as far as I remember. But still, like, yeah, um, At it. Penrith, they had Shannon Harris and Jermaine Hopgood and Dane Laurie, but upgraded to... The Tigers, so he will play come round one, I assume. And then over at the Dragons, you have Junior Amone, Hayden Lomax, Sean Suarez. Hayden Lomax, another one. And Tyrell Sloan. So that does put Sullivan up into the picking order guy. I reckon I know my first cheap next year, eh? Picking order. He, can, he can get a crack. Yeah. He's, he's a quality player as well, but I just think Clune's in front of him, that's all. Souths have got. No development squad players. You want to do the Roosters, bro? 
<laughs> Why is that, mate? Fucking I. I do not want to sound rude. Lani Graham Taufar. Uh, Mawala Graham Taufar. Tuku How Tapua. Nefahu White. Cheers for that, mate. Well, you're the man, and I'm oh, sorry, man. And then that, the Tigers got Reese Hoffman, William Key, and Kelma Tulagi. All right, sweet ass. So they're players that you just... I know that's semi-irrelevant to a lot of people because they do their own research, but some teams I see get thrown up on socials, at least a couple of them names have been in those sides. I was say, that list is invaluable to me, man. Can you send yeah. me that, please? I'm going to need that. I'll tell you where stuff. to go. You that's just, great. I'll tell you where to go. Um, you go to I'll Sporting... I'll tell you where to go. Yeah, I was going to say, you want to quiz. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, um, sportingnews.com, and then you just type in every club's development squad. And then it comes up their thirty man roster and development lists. Good on you, sportingnews.com champions. I think you can also not to take away from that site, but I think you can just type in the NRL twenty twenty one yeah, uh, thirty man right. squads and it'll come up with a similar kind of list. Alrighty, uh I got a few comments here. Uh Chris from Maxfield, he says, um, good call on Puppy's slow start con. If he comes out the gate, well watch out. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I'm starting with Puppy. Kid's been a beast. When you first time we took the field and he just sort of started making line breaks, we were like, oh, he's got potential. I've sort of stuck with him ever since. Uh, Chris McClelland, he says, I'm back in for Oztag, boys. Do I have a spot? Absolutely, buddy. Do, bro. Two o'clock Sunday, Penrith. Awesome, wonderful, because he's... Jem- Jemison Oval or Penrith? We'll, st- we'll start at Penrith, and we'll see if, you know, we can get Oh, yeah, the it's a, he's going to make 30 people just, just go to it as... There's a ground just outside there. Like a few different Yeah, places. but I don't know if Penrith are going to let us play on that because the insurance issues and shit like that. So I'd say Jamison Over would be a lot it's more safe a, and secure. It's only a quick trip around the corner anyway. But that's happening this Sunday, 2 o'clock, against the Supercoach <coughs> Experience. Hopefully we whoop them. If not, we, we won't, won't talk about we it won't again. hear about it again <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> All right, I'll be well, that. Well, Chris is bringing the misses and kids. Uh, Chris Maxfield says, uh, Munster was busted for at least a quarter of the games last year. He could really go large with an injury-free season. I mean, it's it's mind-blowing to think Munster could go larger because he, he was... I swear I see Munster carry Tom Brady out of the fucking after party. Yeah, all right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> go mad, dog. I'd love to party with Munster. Oh, yeah. Him and B. Smith. It'd be a great weekend. Uh, Guy, I think you've made a friend because you played at uh, Cronulla Carrying Bar Sharks. Uh, Chris is a junior from down there too from way back. He loves it. So you have fun on Sunday at Oztag. You're going to make a friend, I get the feeling. Cheers. Let's see what you talent you're teaching down there. Yeah, it's it. Douglas Lee says, Mofo's a beast, uh, non-biggest ticker. Big Titans pack will give the halves and backs plenty of room. Best thing about Titans is Justin Holbrook. Uh, Scott Smith reckons Titans will be the smoky team this year. Top eight for sure. I personally have him outside the eight. I just think, well, I personally think the six team, which would definitely make in the eight. Well, if they get Smith, are they definitely... If they got Smith, they're definitely in there, I think. I think that's just... With the eight, I've got around what's ten. What's the word? Yeah. Pendulum. I'd like to see Full the first lot. I no, just pendulum. know, you know, all right, Penrith, Melbourne, Roosters, Para. Souths and Canberra. Para. Those six, those six are definitely making the eight. Para and you got Newcastle, you got Manly, you got all these teams fighting for two spots. Brisbane. It, 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 
It's really good because we've actually got a fairly healthy competition, don't we? Pa- Para weren't impressive yeah. for the last seven games of their comp. They were terrible. They're terrible. Putrid. And what about before that? Yeah, well, let's wait they, and see what they happens. They out the blocks hard. That's, but that's all that counts. All year round counts. Don't worry about half What happens if you quarters. burn out by around 15? You're fucked. You're no good to anyone. That's what happened to Pat. Well, that's what happened to Pat. okay, a couple of years ago, Dragons under Mary, we'd do that. We'd come out leading the comp halfway through the year and we'd choke and we'd always end up losing. But hey, after that, at least at least that's, he got us at the top at one stage. We'd never get back at the top. That's just a cultural thing. That's club culture. No. <laughs> All right, Rick, don't, Rick, don't Rick, our culture. Rick Harrington's had a go at me. He says, Jazzy, you need to read, read the comments properly. Um, he said, I had a throwing up emoji in front of the Milf and Moylan combo. He doesn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Having, Come on, Jazzy, open your eyes. Oh, man, look. Do your fucking job, Dexter. <laughs> They're, they're not open tonight, man. It's been a massive day. Uh, but he says, having said that, he's gone Cleary, Morgan, Chanel Harris, Tavita, and the sex toy as the, his halves. It's an not interesting half combination. Not sold on the toy. Not no. sold on the toy. You never know. Pong come back three weeks. And no, then, I've heard at least six weeks. It's got guaranteed. At least six weeks. And even then, if he starts getting match fitness at fullback, that they'll probably try and move him into 5-8, wouldn't they? I mean, he knows the plays. He's part of the attack. And then he started to get game fitness. Fullbacks are very much him. like a second 5-8. Is um, CHT going to be kicking goals? I for think sure. he heard so. Yeah. Over the centre. Wasn't Patrick Herbert or the other guy kicking? That's, Patrick Herbert's going to the Titans. There was another guy. Tofu can there. kick goals. He has in the past at Melbourne. I think um, you'll find it's Harris to beat yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too sold on him. I don't think he can go big. I like him. I like him as a footballer. Just another mid-ranger I've got him me. in my draft, actually. It'll all depend on how the Warriors go, I think, as to how Chanel will go. Yep, fair enough. Dambo, uh, Marshoigzi. Sorry, man. Dambo, we I, love it. I butcher it every time, bud. Um, uh, he says, for F's sake, uh, I forgot this was on live. Um Josh McKernan, boys, thoughts on Momorowski getting a start? Is he worth a look in if he does? Not for me, but I think he'll get a start. Yeah, with, especially with this news of Naden now going back to reserve grade, it seems crazy for him to not be. Uh, I think he's expensive, isn't he? Three eighty. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, not for me. Not for me. Mm. No. All right. Nah. Sweet ass. Cool. Not for me. Either. So they, look, if you've got the money to spend, but personally, well, I think everything will be going down the left. He's definitely not kicking goals there either. No. Nah. That's how <laughs> nah, that's... he's got to be third or fourth string kicker at, at the Panthers. Well, that takes points straight off, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Simmons, he says, South's last, go the Chooks. <laughs> <laughs> Danvo, he says, there's no point, enough out the halfback reserve if you're starting with Cleary. Um, so who's your backup halfback? Yeah, I've, I've just got Sam Walker in the moment. I'm happy to have enough. I'd rather... Like I said before, um, or you're here in our Tim Williams chat, um, I'm happy to run a dirt cheap person, even if they're not going to play, then spend it on a mid-ranger who, um, if they don't make you any money, you're stuck in the same spot. And if you if you don't need them in your 17, which if you've got Cleary, you're not going to need the second person to play as a reserve. I just think you're better off having someone cheap in there and then using that money that you would have spent to get a mid-ranger upgrading a different mid-ranger to a gun but that's just my strategy everyone's got a different one but that's just yeah mine. so what he's trying to say there is clearly safe as houses doesn't really get injured and you don't need anyone else to support him 
there's no one really else that's going to come close to matching him until SJ comes back, and that's a yeah, long I time. Yeah, I just don't think. I don't think personally for me, I'd I like I'd have two gun halfbacks. Like I'd always just have one. Even if Cleary did get injured, trade him that week to a anyone Moses or Cherry or whoever. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I'd have to do it. <laughs> Everyone else would be in the same boat. Yeah. So that's that's something you can take out of that. All right. Next question. Um, well, actually, no, I'll finish those comments if you want. Is no, that's it. I have finished those comments, and no doubt they will fire up. So I'm going to have a little bit more to talk about afterwards. But um, it's been such a massive day, and I've had technical issues, and I haven't really stopped like trying to get everything done. Do you guys? I mean, you guys have sat here, and and only one of you just clicked to it. Then, do you guys remember who we talked to before the show? I do, and I do believe we have a very, very. Special guest and, uh, yeah, something for our listeners to really sink their teeth into. So, Bergs, once again, you've gone all the effort. You've found the, this <laughs> wonderful person. I flicked you a message. And the good bloke that he is, he got back to me. Um, Timmy Williams from the SC Playbook podcast and Runner Facebook last page. Year. Come yeah. second last year. Absolute champ. Ten bucks in there, kitty over there on the Playbook. I know every time he says it, he's got to put ten bucks <laughs> in the jar or something. But, no, nah, he's, he's give up his time to come on. And give us a bit of a chat about his experience and what he's going to do this year, which I think is beneficial to everyone, really, because you're talking about the bloke who comes second and has a team of guys behind him helping drive his podcast. And like I told him, I don't want to blow his own trumpet or anything. It is a bloody good. It's a bloody good podcast, man. You know what I mean? If you really listen to it, it's it tells you everything. You know what I mean? They don't. They're they're no nonsense. You know what I mean? It's a good. Good listen. I, I I listen to it just about every week, not yeah, exactly. every week. But we're not. We don't see it as competing against each other. We're just happy to have both. You know. Well, at the end of the day, like yes, yeah, the more the better. Yeah. Well, it's different opinions. Like all four of us could hypothetically agree on someone one week because we're maybe a bit blindsided by him, like Milf. Like I think there's someone don't put saying, me in a Milf. Someone put in one of our reviews. <laughs> I don't know why, but all the boys love the Milf. You know, and keep going back to the Milf. But um. I forget where I was going with that now. Oh, actually, I actually wasn't a But then the other podcast can steer you in another yeah, direction. Yeah, like hearing and, a different opinion, yeah. like especially from a bloke who comes second last year, you can honestly go, well, I can un- understand why he's saying no there. Yeah, those guys are on the fish tank again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck, did a fish jump out? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so without any further ado, welcome to the podcast, Timmy Williams. Jimmy, what's going on, bro? <laughs> Beautiful, we got it. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. You got no idea. I hate computers. I want to throw this one out the window. Mate, I do have an idea. Fucking technology is a pain in the ass. Oh, <laughs> what I a... sympathise all too well. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. Like, honestly, I'll be grey by the end of fucking <laughs> the podcast. Get on your microphone, boys. And I'm fl- I've got the flow and locks going at the moment, too. Don't want them to be grey. What's happening, mate? Ah, uh, not much, man, yourself. He, he can hear you fine just because you turn the volume down, Bergs. Fuck, learn technology. Fuck off. Just talk. <laughs> well, obviously, that's Jazzy. Hi, Timmy. Boys, how are we? Yeah, good, bud. How you doing? I'm doing real good. Fantastic, actually. <laughs> you look good to hear him. It's... Okay, yeah, headphones. Yeah. Your microphone. All right, because I know you're in a rush, so we'll, we'll get straight to it. Are you, are you recording, Jazzy, now? Or? Yeah. How you going, Timmy? Timmy, Con. Con, Timmy, Guy. Hey, Timmy. How are you? Yeah, no, good. No, sorry, I have to take off a little bit early, but I'm going to 
bloody Oscar game got brought forward now because of the rain. Wouldn't yeah. patience there, but yeah, <laughs> we've seen plenty of minutes in. Yeah, oh, no worries, no worries. Appreciate the time. Yeah, how, how can we knock back the time from the bloke who comes second? I hate to rub it in. And I know, I know, I know the boys on your podcast are making you pay ten bucks every time you say it, but you can say it as many times as you want over here, bud. Yeah, that's you, Dave. Hundred percent, though. Good work, man. You absolutely uh, smashed it last uh, year. Boys, Killed it. We know how I'm up and down supercoaches. In fly one year, we about fifty thousand for next year. Yeah. So I'll enjoy it while I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. We'll get straight into it. Yeah, I'll get into it. Um, all right, I'll ask you the first one. Um, do you feel there was anything from last year? you can take forwards into this year, and, and what is your strategy going forwards this year? Um, strategy, I mean, the strategy in terms of round one teams, that's, I think it's best, the Stars play out in the pre-season to determine that, like, we've got, and it's all based around cheapies, basically, if we start round one, team is coming up, we've got a stack of cheapies, you know, it allows us to get Teddy in there, it allows us to get Cleary in there, um, you know, Dave Clemens, all these big high-class sort of blokes and monsters and Cody Walkers, if we get to round one, which has happened years before, we've had bugger all GPs to work with, you then sort of speed start to give options of not starting for the company's guns to sort of get a bit more of a balance across your squad. Um, so probably, yeah, probably that for round one, I think just a lot to play out. And then as far as what I learned from last year, probably the biggest problem was just with the new rules in the actual NRL, uh, my biggest take from it was that the best side is dominating because of the, the six again call. Um, the worst side just have a chance to slow down the ruck and give away these penalties and get their breath back. Good side just roll through them. And what that meant was your guys like your Teddies and I suppose your Nitra and they were playing their better footy. Um, we just rack up these monster, monster scores, you know, the 200s and the 180s. Um, so I don't think you can afford not to have these breaks with the really big ceilings in there. So I'd, um, well, maybe not start the year, but get them in as quick as you can, basically. In terms of that strategy, when you um, say... You, the cheapies aren't available come T or T and you might have to go for one of those mid-ranges. Do you think it's worth even having one um, bottom price person, maybe a jewel, just as a nut to start the year? Or would you be against that? Yeah, I think you can use one because um, obviously that brings the DC quality play a little bit as well. So I think that's viable. Uh, yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, I think we all know like, it's, it's all about cash generation to start the year. And yeah. you know, I think you'd, you'd find that people who fly at the start of the year um, probably... They're not put enough uh, sort of focus on that. So I think you can get, there is a lack of cheapies. You can run with one nuts, but um, I definitely would be doing it more than one, which I've sort of seen people play with in the past. I think they're playing with fire a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm only considering the one, I think, at the backup half spot because there's no, well, no it, real option standing out for me. As it's a game built on cash generation, I feel you can't have enough yet. You know what I mean? Unless it's one that's coming in definitely within six to eight rounds you're definitely going to end up playing but yeah, to but have enough that's, that you don't know is going to even get a run at all that's just a waste of cash generation no because if you if you spend that 350 on a mid-ranger who's not making your money then you're better off saving you know almost 200k and spending that elsewhere oh, i personally feel anyway yep you got a question for timmy um where did you feel can you pinpoint a week or a move that you made last year where you feel it cost you Worst, worst trade of the year. Oh, uh, it wouldn't have I been mean, many. My, my probably two biggest moments of the year came in the final round of the year. I sort of had a lot of family and friends asking me, you know, 
people who weren't sort of really super coach players, they'd be, all right, who are the people we need to be cheering for this weekend um, for you to get mm-hmm. home and sort of take the top gong? And I said, there's two. I said, the first one is Katoni Staggs, because I think I was the only one in the top ten who owned him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we know that I was about eight minutes into round the first game of the round on Thursday night, and Katoni did his ACL, and I'd sort of... I thought my squad was still pretty well set up, and I, th- I had more players. I think a lot of people struggled to have 17 players in their side, so I still felt like I was a chance, but... I thought oh, I'd like my luck going there. And then the next night I was at the pub having a few beers and with a bunch of mates, pretty nervous. And Katie Walker busted out that double ton, the, the Supercoach record. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of just watching that. I had Cam Murray as well, who was pretty low ownership. They were just feeding off each other. And I was sort of thinking, geez, that's where it got pretty real. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm in with a chance here. <laughs> nice. But fancy the dude coming 12th, come bringing it home. Like We were looking at you and I think the dude coming first and third and we thought... It's pretty much yours to lose. We didn't even look at that Joe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. coming 12th, and it's like he come from nowhere with with a, with an epic epic win, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, like, Cody Walker would definitely be his favourite player, for sure. Oh, but fancy that last game of the round just to bust it out like that. And, yeah, it was, like, devastating for you, obviously, Timmy. You know what I mean? But good on you. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's it, boys. It's... I mean, on the flip side, Cody Walker couldn't have done... I mean, for starters, the Bunnies putting 60 on the Roosters was unbelievable in itself. You know, if I had 20 fit players that week, I probably wouldn't have even played Cody Walker in my squad. So it's all about the highs and lows of Supercoach, as we know. So, you know, you get a lot of luck. You get a lot of unlucky things to happen. But, I mean, yeah, credit to him. He, he had a really big finish to the year. And I was the same. I sort of wasn't probably looking that far down the list. There was a few points separating everyone. But, um, yeah, mate, it was a big finish. So, I mean, any time you... You get a bit of money for playing fantasy sports. I can't complain too much. Yeah, that's yeah, it. All a bit of fun. Um, yeah, I got, exactly. I got another one for you, Timmy. Um, yeah, most man. people generally spend cheap in their centre wing to start, um, but in terms of the um, final teams, who do you think are the top five centre wing that you'll target to finish Jeez, with? Good question. Um, off the top of my head. Um, I asked Wilfred th- this one last week, so I thought... Yeah, yes. look, I mean... I think there's no reason to say say why Nofaluma can't do it again. I mean, he was sort of leaps and bounds better than everyone else last year in the position. Yeah. If I take probably um, Isaiah Yo and Kurt Mann, who, I mean, he was better than them, but they're obviously not available at CTWC. So I think you've got to have Nofa. I think Brian Toto moving over that left edge, which is unconfirmed for the record, but we think Toto's moving over the left edge, which puts him outside Luai, um, Stephen Crichton, Kikau, which I just think... Penrith, towards the back end of last year, played so much footy down that left edge because of how good Luai was going. Um, I think Tyro on the end of that can be massive, so I'd probably have him there. Um, I know there's a bit of speculation that Val Holmes may not start at fullback this year um, for the Cows, could be on the wing. But, I mean, there's a lot to play out, but I see him probably starting at fullback. And even if they ease him in the season for whatever reason on the wing, I think if Val plays the majority of the season at fullback, I think he'll be in the top five. Um, so I'd probably have Tyro, Val, uh, Nofa. And, um, and oh, I don't know who else we got there, boys. There's um, a few options, but yeah, they're, they're probably the, the What do you like? Any of the Roosters there. backs, or uh, maybe uh, Crichton, or one of the Roosters backs? Daniel Tupo. Uh, yeah, I think I've just got him up here now. So I personally Daniel had Tupo, Brad Daniel Tupu for me as well. Like, yeah. He was a guy that I talked up all last year, and I think I brought him in for a very brief period, and then he might have got injured for a couple of games. But 
Same thing, just being on that left edge of the Roosters, which is just ridiculous. You've got your Kiri feeding Teddy, and then Teddy with that three on two just nails it every time. Um, Tupu, like people think, oh, you know, a bit of a reliance on tries at the Roosters. His base is about mid 30s per game, which is ridiculous. So I think you put him in that side with that sort of base and the blokes inside him. Um, I'd have Tupu in my top five as well, pretty comfortably. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, maybe a few flies in there. One bloke who did pique my interest a little bit. I won't be starting with him from round one, but Campbell Graham is another guy. Yeah. He'll be on that left edge of the bunnies again. I sort of go on and on about Cody Walker in the left edge of the bunnies, but um, Campbell Graham's base last year as well was sort of mid to late 30s, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, Campbell Graham's a bit of a flyer who, not a flyer, he 61 last year, but a guy who I can see, you know, being right up there again this year. Well, he'll just get better and better, you'd have to think. He's only young, and that's that team will just get stronger when Latrell gets better, and... I personally yeah. don't don't think he'll keep the tries up. I know I was saying this last year with Fer- like, on the opposite side. Fergo's surely got to score some. Add a thirty, add a thirty something base every week. It's it's that's a good high base for a centre. For win. for a centre, that's that's really respectable base. Look, the missus was on him all year last year, and she had a fantastic year. So, yeah, I'll be looking at him. I mean, I'll be keeping an eye on him, but probably for different reasons, to be honest. Yeah, I, inter- <laughs> interesting, Timmy. You didn't have stags in there. Yeah, but to finish to finish the year, um, he might he might be up there, you know. Might be a yeah, good well, pod Trent, later Trent on. Trent back. I mean, he's that good. He, um, I don't know, last year we don't have good or super coach wise and NRL wise. If Brisbane actually pull their finger out, the forwards start having a crack, and you know they improve. Which I mean, they can't not improve as based on what happened last year. But yeah, I mean, Stags when he does come back, I'm not sure what his due date is, but um. I mean, he did his ACL there probably, what, mid to late September last year, so normally about nine months, so he might not be back for a month or two. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sit, sit down for this one, mate. This is a bit of a hectic one. <laughs> All right, so um, you've built probably one of the best pages and podcasts for Supercoach going around at the moment. Um, for one, can we steal some of your staff? And two, where do you get the, like, where's the best place that you get your information? Is it through other pages or media or word of mouth yeah. or...? Mate, you can start with Desi Creek because he's a pest as it is anyway. So you can have Desi. Oh, jeez. Um, the, spy, the Spy's not far behind him, so you can have the Spy as well, and we'll, we'll work with what we've got. We've got. <laughs> but, um, no, nah, boys, appreciate that. I appreciate all the feedback. And, I mean, the, I mean, sort of obviously launched it all last year, and, and the, the sort of support we've had from the Superhouse community has been unreal, you boys included, with a few shout-outs, um, and a bunch of the other podcasts and, and people who do content out there. Um, oh, I mean... <laughs> You, you sort of just have to embrace all of it, don't you? I think one of the big ones for me is just um, NRL Supercoach stats, the website there. The yeah. numbers that that side um, dish out are really, really helpful for me. And then it's just a matter of, you know, you know, listening to podcasts and getting um, other perspectives. Like, um, sort of the, the fellas that, that I work with at SC Playbook, we, we like that we know a reasonable um, amount about footy and about Supercoach, but um, you can never have too many perspectives on, on different players and, you know, different team setups and that sort of thing. So... Um, yeah, I mean, mate, there's no sort of one that I'd narrow it down to, aside from, yeah, the, the stat side, which is brilliant, but just yeah, to take in as much as you can get. Yeah, I've sort of got the same thing. Like, I'll, I'll listen to four or five different perspectives on things and just take the best of what I can out of that and then go with my gut from there. And I think that's yeah. that's the best way you can sort of, like, go. Like, half of it's luck with Supercoach, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. exactly. And that's what I do personally. I sort of... I'll have my my opinion on someone that I want to bring in, and then I'll go and listen to you know the podcast or read the content, and then that sort of allows you. Go, All right, boom! You know, two or three of the, these gun super players agree with me, or 
two or three might say put a line through a bloke and it makes you rethink it and then you sort of reconsider your options so but I mean I mean, you think, the thing we all probably know about Supercoach you just got to back your gut don't you because there's nothing worse than going against what you think is going to happen and you're backing yourself and then you hear other people you know talk down on a Cody Walker or someone you trade them and they bust out a big score so at least I think you can live with yourself if you back yourself most of the time yeah yeah <laughs> I get that yeah <laughs> I personally don't think half of it's luck. I'd only probably say about 15% is luck. Oh, I think a lot of it's strategy. And... When you come into some of them arsey trades, like the ones that go on their runs at that right time, or you sell that one who just drops off. Well, like, you don't get there any could injuries. be a method behind yeah, it. It, and... couldn't, it might not just be luck. There could be a method why that person's doing oh, it. Oh, you want to be, have some... Who right, right, top right, three right. must have, Tims? Hold on, hold on. Just on the luck thing, let me put it this way. It's not always good luck. What about everyone who planned and looked at all the numbers? Started with Tommy, great run, five out of seven, yeah, Brookie. Me, me. Yeah, oh, and then me. what happens? Bad luck. Boom, gone. Devo, trade. Ugh. Yeah. When you think everything's falling your way, Katoni Stags does his ACL eight minutes yeah. into yeah, it. Yeah, eight minutes 20. in. <laughs> Looking at easily pro- probably getting a 70 that week, you know what I mean? Like he's their go-to guy, plus kicking goals and all there, like. That cost you at the end of the day. Like, it's just them little things, man. Like, you you couldn't unforesee that. No, nah, exactly right. That's what I mean, boys. Yeah. I, I'm not one to get too worked up. But my, my philosophy with Supercoach is I, I don't get too worked up during games because once that game kicks off, it is completely out of your control. So, you know, point sitting there whinging if someone gets eight or eight or whatever. Yes, it's frustrating, but, you know, it's not in your control. So, That's you about the things you can control and they're your trades that week, your captains. Uh, but once they're out there, what happens, happens. That's it. Who are your top three must-haves for the year, Tim, to start? Um, mate, I think to – I hate saying this about a bloke coming back from – I'm pretty sure it's an ACL injury, but I think Matty Lodge at 299K for me is just exceptional value, particularly now that Payne Hass is out. Yeah. We look back two years ago, he averaged 63 in 2019. Um, you know, whether or not he hits those numbers, again, I'm not sure, but we saw how much the Broncos sort of missed him last year yeah. after he was injured. So I don't – Payne Hass in there for sure. I mean – Barring an absolute complete lack of cheapies for round one, I think Teddy sort of picks himself there a little bit as well. Um, and then, I mean, there's a, f- a few probably cheapy must-haves that you can throw up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, the other one, which is a little bit boring, but Nathan Cleary, only because I wouldn't be completely against sort of antipodying him to start the year because of the, the lack of options at halfback. Are just There's not a lot there, as you are saying before, with trying to find two decent ones there is tough going. So probably Cleary... Uh, and then the other one that I really like is, provided he gets that lock spot in round one, it's Connor Watson. He's 288k. We know how good a footballer he is. If he can just keep himself fit, I mean, there's a bit of an injury risk there, but I think Watson at under 300k, if he plays sort of 60 minutes at lock, he's going to earn a lot of cash to start the year. Yeah, yeah I love what well, I... It depends if Barnett, yeah, Barnett plays or not, just to wait and see. Any love for Ash Taylor? <laughs> No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Fair enough. Suck um, <laughs> that guy. Not really. Um, I just, I mean, what do you, I think he averaged sort of close to 48, 49 last year. So to, to warrant buying him, I think he'd have to be, you know, around that, that 55 average for the year, which is possible. Um, but I'll tell you what, boys, if, if Cam Smith does end up at the say. Titans this year, um, I'm going to reassess every single player at that side because it's starting to look a little bit more and more like he, he may end up there. and. Um, guys like uh, Big Tino, who I'll probably start with at 500k. For feed is a guy I wasn't that keen on, but if he's feeding, uh, if Cam Smith is feeding for feeder, um, feeding Ash Taylor ball, you know, taking time off the defenders, um, I think I'll reassess everything if Smithy ends up there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh. Just just on Flegler, do you think um, 
uh, uh, with with Lodge, sorry, do you think Flegler's going to get meant more minutes, or do you think Lodge will get them? Well, uh, it'll all depend what um, Kevy Walsh wants to, to do with them, and probably the big one is Pat Carrigan. Yeah, whether or not he sees Carrigan as, as an 80-minute player this year, I mean, he's still a young bloke. I mean, I know he's, he's pretty fit, and he's shown that he can play 80, but, I mean, do you really want to be playing a, a kid for 80 minutes in the middle there and just getting bashed every game? So With the new rules, I don't think many will play 80 in the middle. Sorry, mate. It's hard to know. Kevy's got to assess because they've also got um, Pengai who can play either edge or middle as well. But so. what did you say, Con? With the new rules, I don't think many middles will be playing 80 this year. Except no, Jerbo. surely not. I mean, it's, it's a big ask on them. And that's why I sort of think maybe, you know, if Lodge comes back, I mean, he's coming back, Flegler in there, you know, maybe if they sort of take five, ten minutes each, each off Paddy Carrigan, he might drop, say, 60 to 65. Um, and then I suppose the big one of the Broncos is when Payne Haas comes back, how many minutes does he play? And at the moment, oh, I'm not too sure. Maybe around that 60 mark. Yeah, I'm thinking about 60. He was got very lazy in defence in games last year because he was just out there for too long. He only needs 60 anyway, personally, I feel. Timmy, mate, we're talking the Queensland sides tonight, so we've already touched on the Titans and the Broncos. Um, maybe just your thoughts on uh, some of the players up at the Cowboys and the, the fourth Queensland team being the Melbourne Storm, of course. Yeah, I mean, a uh, few of them there. I mean, I mentioned sort of Val Holmes before, who I think if Val's playing at fullback, he'll be in my side. Uh, I think Tino at 500k represents a stack of value. He was only, he only averaged about 48 minutes last year at the Storm, so... I see him probably playing a 65-minute role, probably at lock for the Titans. Um, so it'll definitely be... I think I'll have him in my side. The big thing for him is that he's available at front row. If it was at second row, I think there's probably not necessarily better options, but a lot more competition. But I think Tino at front row fills me with a fair bit of hope. Yeah. Um, Christian Welch is another. I'm going to be talking about sort of... He's probably a little bit more than mid-range at 450k. But I think Christian Welch is a guy who, pending the, the, the bench makeup at the Storm... Um, I think they'll have... I think Harry Grant, provided Cam Smith, is gone. Grant will play his 80. Brandon Smith will come off the bench and play his sort of 55 in the middle. If they do throw a, a utility sort of back on the bench, which Bellamy's done in the past, I think that bodes really well for Christian Welch. Um, you know, Cameron Kamika might be a real sneaky one there. Um, like but, yeah, I mean, like no, there's plenty to consider, boys. Yeah, he's good, Cameron Kamika, eh? Now, I know you've got Oztag, so... Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, where can the guys find you and 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 your staff and your pages and that? Yeah, mate. We're um right. Uh, sort on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Just SC Playbook One, and then the website there is scplaybook.com.au. So sort of stacks of content there. There's about seven or eight of us, or a few more that write a bit of content for that, and and of course the podcast. So yeah, if you if you don't want to have a look at it, yeah, jump across there. Yeah, no, so that's only forty bucks a year. You get the subscription and that as well, and you do have some like awesome content. I think Josh, one of our blokes who uh, we we correspond with, he's overseas. He he wraps your, your stuff like immensely. He says it's some of the best stuff he gets his head around all week. So. We'll look into oh, that. Fellas. Yeah, yeah, no, she's um yeah, thirty bucks for the NRL sort of stuff and then um forty dollars for the for the NRL and cricket package as well. So but yeah, no, I really appreciate all the feedback boys and all the support you've given us through the first sort of year year of the business. No, that's what it's all about, man. At the end of the day it's a small little community and, and from what I've noticed everyone sort of does like do, do their bit, you know, everyone helps everyone out and it's a good little it's a good little gig actually. So it's just one of them things. We 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 can't get further without like the help of people like you coming on. Like people value your input, you know what I mean. You, you come second last year, 
you run the top podcast and pages so everything our beginners can do now can go back to that you know like yeah that's it fellas and there's, there's sort of there's no negativity around it. even the nrl itself you sort of haven't done a bit of reporting work in that over the few years there's a lot of negativity a lot of uh harsh critics and that yet into the supercoach community and as you said everyone just wants as much content as possible so that they can pick and choose it and have a few options and i think it's the more the better so um yeah happy days sweet as well good luck tonight brother cheers to me right, thanks mate hopefully uh, hopefully you're better than your brother oh mate yeah not much to beat there <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us tim have a great one mate cheers <laughs> oh sorry what was that I said, at least I start for my side, unlike my brother. Oh. <laughs> well, he, he done all right in that last game last year. He carved up. Yeah, he's all right. I'm a bit harsh. He's a good footballer. <laughs> he played He played a couple of game, games for the Saints as well. Yeah. All right, brother, you enjoy Thanks, your Timmy. Stag. Have Thanks a good one, mate. Right. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, mate. Cheers, Timmy. <laughs> you got the questions up. All righty, and we're back. Are we back? And we're back. Hey, hey. So that was our chat with Timmy Williams. Hopefully you have stuck around and you really enjoyed it. Uh, Bergs, you got a few more questions for us, buddy? Con's got them today. Con's got them today. Yeah. Oh, someone's coming on up in the world, are we? Yeah, he's letting me put my big boy pants Let's on. Let's finish him off. He's more articulate. Sounds better. I'm only reading out what they wrote for. <laughs> are we up. ready? Yep. Yep. All right. Um, Luke Muick. Uh, would love a discussion about the merits of running two cheap hookers. I think we've covered this one. Yeah, we definitely covered Or that two one. gun hookers. Yep, so we've discussed that. Um, I'm in a draft that is taking ages to get through, as there is an unlimited time on the draw. It's been going for ages. Should the organiser get a big bag, big old bag? I absolutely agree with that, Mark Steely. I think, Terrible commissioner. Yeah, he oh. should get a big bag. It's been going for five days now. If anyone wants to buy me a bag, I'll do it next week on the oh, podcast. Oh, got a box party coming up, sir. So. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Vows, g'day champions. Bowsy. Thoughts on Wakeham over Moylan as reserve 5'8". Is Flanagan deaf kicking goals for the dogs? Flano's definitely kicking. I feel, but oh, look, I started with Wakeham last year. He's a passenger in a team. He's not much, much chop at all. I, I've seen a few posts of him. Like, I think you're better off having Lachlan Lewis, aren't you? Oh, uh, look, I, don't, I just uh, I wouldn't have him. Avrilo's spot, so he's only there as a placeholder. I'd go more than over him, no matter what, personally. Yeah, I just don't, I, I don't rate him, personally. Job security as well, yeah. yeah. All right, Brad Smith, to Teddy or not to Teddy is the question. I'm not Teddying. Well, at the moment, I'm Teddying. Not Teddying. At the moment, I'm not, but I really would like to, if I can find some money somewhere. It's a lot of money. I've thought about going down to Pappenhausen, but last year I got so burnt just not having him, you know. Forever going to be. All right, Rick Harrington. Uh, Who do do you think will average more? CHT, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, Morgan, A-Tay, Ash Taylor, or Flano? At the moment I have CHT and Morgan. Need to fill my halves. Have Cleary and Hoy as the other halves. I'm an Ash Taylor man. If Ash so kicks I, goals, yeah. Personally, I think he's spending too much money in between his half. If he's already got Cleary and he's looking at Morgan and CHT. And you know, A-Ray. Well, he's, probably looking at, he's probably looking at one of them as a 5'8". Hoy, so he's, well, he's looking at all four, yeah. But there's only one cheapie there in Hoy, but the others are all quite pricey. So I think it's a bit too much coin in the halves. I'd go Taylor. 
I'm not sold on morgues, personally. I'd probably go CHT, but oh, I'd, I like try, and, I'd try and find some money to go um, up to Cleary. Oh, he's already got Cleary. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably save some money and go down to a Moylan or something and spend the money elsewhere. All right. Brendan Magill, what's your thoughts on how to balance your team at the start of the season with cheapies, middle of the road, and expensive guns? I never seem to get that balance right. Juzzy loves the balance of the team. Do you want to take this one, Juzzy? <laughs> Right. I'm not the right doing me wrong I, I love the balance of the team but it like I also it's a love-hate relationship like I hate it what are you talking about this is clearly no I'm leaving this I'm alone. just going off on you I want to go back to sleep going to getting so angry about the word balance last year yeah I know I know and now I'm angry again <laughs> but no in all honesty I think you, you just got to find the right it it comes down to your personal choice like look a guy he loads mm. up on guns and cheapies he doesn't trust no middies Except for in his five eight position. But well, if there him. was a cheapie, I'd go. I'd yeah, go the, yeah cool. got if Schuster, if Schuster was getting a starter, man, then I would. But it's yeah, it's hypothetical. I don't mind the middle of the range in the centres because anyone can go big in the centres. They're not as reliable with their base, but if that's where I was going to do it, that's if I was going to do it, that's where I'd do it. Apart from that, I like my guns in my second row. I've gone pretty middle of the range in my front row this year too, actually, because I think there's quite a bit of value there. Right. What are you? Guns and cheapies? Oh, I'm it is of, a proven I, system, I'm a I think. everything, really. Like, I, I, I'd love to get the cheapies, but sometimes their job security's just not there, and how many times have you been stuck with them? Like, how many times have you been stuck with the cheapie? Like, I had um, Braylon... <laughs> really army or in my team all year last year because he played four games and made no money and then there's been others in the past as well like some of them just end up being traps so sometimes them middies especially the ones you know have got a bit of pedigree just coming off a bad year or had dramas with their coach or whatever you know they've got the pedigree injury affected or whatever to get get you the money up as well that's why I've gone a bit softer in my second row looking at the locks of Davey Ricky and Bloor, if they all jag yeah, we'll, starters. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> we, we need to help you there, I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> question. Rough. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> um, Dane Gayriga. Uh, is TPJ worth a punt? Can the new coach harness his raw aggression to get the best out of him without the send-offs and suspensions? Supercoach Beast, if he can, uh, beast if he can clean his game up just a bit. We spoke about it before, I think. I, I reckon, yeah, he's the biggest... Pod in the front row forward. He's got the highest ceiling, but yeah, whether he can stay on the field, you know, you got to ride your luck sometimes, I guess. And most of it's not from injuries either. It's due to the fact that he's just too, too much. You know, he's too overbearing. So it's his own indiscretions that keep him out of the game. Yeah, I'm really thinking about taking a punt on him, but I don't know if I could pull the trigger. Mm. Uh, Brian Ings, <coughs> sorry, I want a four second row. Forward to go with CMT. CHT. CMT. CHN maybe, but he's... Yeah. Um, I have to <coughs> look that up. Yeah. And can't decide between J Ford, 361K, Tupanua, 410, Fisher-Harris Jewel, 525. Also, no Haas, he's running two cheap front row... Forwards an option this year or a trap? 
Well, you got to think you want Haas in as quick as possible. So the dudes you get in there, you want them to generate good, decent coin quick. You don't want to slow burn, otherwise you're going to wait too long on, on getting Haas in. Oh, I think I mean? CMT might be Crichton, Maddo and Tamalolo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I've got Maddo and um, Lolo, but I have Gerbo as my other option for a little bit cheaper. Um, I, don't, I like Tupanua. I think he's going to go okay while Corden's out, but I'd probably go with the safe option of Fisher-Harris. Yeah, he's dual. I'd go Fisher-Harris out See, of I, I sure. think he went backwards last year, Fisher-Harris. I think they got... They got more people around him. You know what I mean? He's got the jewel. Well, Tarmau's left. Tedevano's um, gone. They've got Leota and Lenu. They're ready and they to were go. there last they're, year, exactly. Yeah, right, but they're think. ready. But they were behind the likes of Tarmau and um, Tedevano. Yeah, he's just he showed it in the past, Fisher-Harris, that he, he can um, score big and play big minutes. So the pedigree's there. I think the only one they replaced those two with was Eisenhoof. So... It could be a few minutes available. <clears throat> um, Jesse Bugden, thoughts on Tarpany lads? We know Bateman. I see him really being the one step up this year. Also, what is the hype I'm missing about Val Holmes? I get he's a goal kicking fullback, but you need to score tries and kick goals. Um, I don't like Tarpany at all, really, personally. Well, not I'm, not if for me. He gets me. a thirteen spot with no Hordsberg and. Bro, I've been waiting for him to pull the trigger for about four years. <coughs> I ha- I've had him in my team even a couple of times. He's just a plotter. He just doesn't do, like, the potential. Where'd he come from? Use. Yeah. The potential coming out of Newcastle was he's this, that, and the other, and he, I didn't see it. I had him. Didn't see it. I've, he maybe glimpses every now and again, but not consistent football. I think there's better, way better than, than him. Any love for Tarpany? <clears throat> I had him last year to start and he made a bit of money, but once he made the money, I flicked him. Um, same thing, it's just he's not that elite level, um, so you're going to end up selling him eventually, so I am probably won't start with him. Yeah, And we gave our thoughts on Holmes earlier, so it's a bit of a mixed bucket here with, I'm him. with him. I'm with him on the Holmes part, yeah. Um, JJ, thoughts on Andrew Davey? Will he win the back row spot at the Eagles? Also, with the low, low, less minutes, is it crazy not to start with him? Love your work, lads. I think he give you the same. Like, with, on the low, low thing, I think he give you the same. Like, he just come yeah, out I still the blocks. Think, I still think he can average, he's going to average 70 yeah, last season. He just comes out the blocks harder when he's on the field. But like you just did say before, like if they're way in front or way behind, he's just going to sit there cold on the bench and you might pull a 40 that week. Whereas, I don't think they're going to be way ahead in too many games, personally. Well, they, but they, they could be way behind in a few. And they know? might need so, him. They'd probably need him on the field. To... What if you're already 30 behind? I, I personally think they're going to find out sooner rather than later and they need to play Tam Lolo for more than 50 minutes if they want to be competitive. I don't think they can afford to have him on the bench for 30 minutes a game. It's just all, everything to them. Mm. Are you telling me Most the good forwards man, at least play 60. You're telling me the million-dollar man couldn't give 70? We know he can. Yeah. You can give you 80. Lolo. Lolo. Oh, easily. You play 80. That's just... But they're talking about uh, patenting is because he can have lapses in defence when he's out in the field too long. He wants to take down his quantity and make more quality. 
Right. But I still think he'd give you the same. And as for Davey, I'm a watch on that myself because the Goz has been there for a couple of years and he does. He get When he's on the field, he does good things, the Goz. But we'll see. They wouldn't have bought Davey for no reason, you'd assume. Yeah, wait and watch. Uh, Michael Dekai, Dakai. Boys, is it too risky to run two cheapy hookers and only one gun front row forward? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Too I think risky you, for you me. need at least one gun hooker. Do we want to say something or? No? I said yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Agreed. Well, well Everyone agreed. Chris Blaze Wilcox. Uh, thoughts on Luai? I'm expecting big points from him this year. Got him in my starting side. I do too. I'm right there with you, mate. I don't, I don't have him on my starting side just because same thing, my strategy of not spending much money in my 5.8s. But if I was, yeah, he's, I'd definitely like Luai. He's definitely going to go 60 plus. Yeah. Well, in my original draft, he was there, but since I've cheapened it up and went through it up in the hookers, he was, he was the one that I got rid of. But I love him, man. He's just good super coach. Like you said last year, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. So what's anyone <laughs> else going to know what he's doing? You know? He got better and better as the year went on too. Yeah, and... You can just see him taking it, hopefully, to the next level again this year. Because he finished the year off with, like, a, what, 90 average or something, didn't he? He killed it late, yeah. Yeah. A couple of big scores. All right, um, Henry Bryant. Big watch on Francis Pelle uh, from the Sharks, lads. If he gets the bench spot, he is a smoky. No one talking about Tohu this year, 6% ownership. I'm locking him in as my third, second front rower. Second row forward, sorry. Muddled that one up. Just going on last year's numbers, I feel he will still play 70 to 80 minutes and should average well. And you get what you get out of Tohu. He's never going to let you down. He's ultra consistent. Would you put him up in that elite category with Maddo and... I don't think he was far behind him last year. I think with the way they're playing him now, he plays a few minutes on the edge and then moves into the middle and takes a lot of that dirty work. I think that just improves his base even more. Well, Rickster's got his, like, years Even with AFB coming in as well? Yeah, I still think he'll... Well, Rickster, Rickster's got his finger in, in the Warriors fanatic stuff. Like, he's, like, in deep with all the Warriors pages and that. And from what he's, he's wrote, I think he sent it to me, I'm not too sure, but their assistant coach said he'll play edge and then... Straight into the middle. He's looking at 70 minutes every week. 80, I think. You know, and if he if he's pumping that out, he's a must. <coughs> I, 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 I didn't start with him last year. And for, what, 15 of the 20-something weeks, we were all talking about Tofu Harris and the run he's on and how good he is. And I think he dropped below 50 once in the last 10 rounds. So it's good. He's good. He's a goer, man. Consistent. Yeah. Doesn't have the high ceiling as the others, but he's consistent. Yeah. Uh, Chris plays Wilcox again. Is there anyone who doesn't have Cleary? I don't. I've got him at the moment. I'm I'm wondering if the, if if there's ways I can get someone else. But at eighteen point three points to the next half is a, is a lot of points over the year. He's a must have for me personally. It's the goal clicking for Cleary, man. Like if he's kicking the goals, he's fairly yeah. accurate, and Penrith can attack. Like they they could. You watch Penrith games; they're not very often low-scoring games. They'll put on a few tries. The other team will put on a few tries, which means he's getting those attempts to get those extra points for you week in, week out. Like that's what that extra eighteen points pretty much is. It's goal kicks most of the time. No, that he's probably the busiest half. He probably makes the most tackles out of all halves. He probably runs it more than all halves. His base is just fantastic. 
He's a weapon, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you can be starting without it. Or, well, you're starting with Lua. So, six of one, half of the other at this point almost. Um, Matt Drew, Legends, I'm in big trouble. But not really. His team's looking pretty good. He's got Cleary, Wakem, Brown, Sextoy, Staines, Roberts, uh, Fundesi, New, Dane Laurie, Fusatua, Saab, Ben Burbo, uh, Tedesco, and Tommy. And in the forwards, he's running Cook, Watson, Tapao, Welch, Linu, Utai Kamanu, uh, Crichton, Madison, Murray, Kaloa Matangi, Ricky, and Sadler. I think your team's looking pretty good, personally. Not too bad. Yeah, I'm mad. You get rid of Wakeham. It's probably the best advice I can give <laughs> you, man. Um, get Get rid of him. And same as Welch, you boys weren't a fan of Welch, I thought. Or nah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Welch. I just personally. think Melbourne Melbourne don't give the, their front rowers big big ass minutes. Like he he moves them around. Fair. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Kalama Tungy either. To be perfectly frank. Well, if he starts second row, he might be a bit more juicy to you then. And that's it. That's it. All right. Right. Okay. Shout outs. Just quickly, I have got a lot to talk about. Um, just personal shout-out, Saxy and Petey, they send me shit all the time, like just valuable stuff that I can use like throughout the, the podcast. Otherwise, I'm just sitting here with not much to so say So that's his all. research? Yes, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own research, but everyone else. <laughs> um, all right, and then Totally Addicted to Supercoach, give us a shout-out this week on their page. They are asking about what are the good podcasts to listen to and we got a we got a pretty good mention on there so cheers guys cheers guys now also our good friend the doc um dr kane he has created an all-stars virtually podcast podcast against podcast group me and you were in it um oh in the league yeah yeah we're up against the likes of the super coach champions super coach playbooks the all-stars the super coach experience super coach whisperer BJ on game day, PPM with Cowboy, um, searching for Corey Parker. And the only one that's not represented but thought they deserved a worthy mention was the Supercoach Report, which is also known as Supercoach Talk, I think. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're in a mad little league against them, so you will hear about that through the year if me or Con is going well. If not, tune into one of those other podcasts. <laughs> <and> find out <laughs> <laughs> anything you want about that competition. <laughs> Um, no, I'd like to thank the doc for putting that together. It was um, it's good to get an invite to like you know what like that's everyone you know. Yeah. And if if one of us can jag that, fuck, I'll be fucking big dicking me way around the podcast world next year. Let me tell you. Can you stop hitting me? Hey, can you stop hitting me? Hey. He's got all gentle. He wants to touch it. that chest. I do, man. <laughs> fucking, now you've left me out of where I needed to be. Um, so yeah, this week on our. Sh- also, we got to um, our shares where we shared it around. Shout-outs, Perks. That's what I'm looking for. Um, shout-outs also. This week, a shout-out to Vowsy, no doubt. Oh, there you are, son. I didn't know you, I should have just started with it knowing <laughs> yeah. that you were the guy. Vowsy, Vowsy. <laughs> I'll point at all the cameras, Vowsy. Toilet cam, Vowsy. Um, NRL News site, they let us on there again. Thanks, boys. Uh Rugby League talking memes, NRL sludge, sledging, bit of fun and banter, NRL fanatics, the Aussies page, 
NRL Roast Banner, NRL Supercoach Renegades, NRL Supercoach Legends, NRL Diehards, Aussie Sports Legends, Supercoach Live Chat, Supercoach Tragics, National RL Supercoach Addicts, and the podcast page all got shared to this week. I'd like to give a shout out to everyone who listened for not body shaming me this week. Thank you, guys. No, they're on there. We just didn't want to actually make you feel like shit. Yeah, um, don't, don't get me wrong. The listeners couldn't body shame you, <coughs> so you should be shouting out the, the viewers yeah. that we had. And to be honest, we probably lost half of them because we were half an hour late, so you're welcome. No, but <laughs> all those pages and places on Facebook, some of them have Instagram as well. They'll help you out throughout the year with your super coach. Man, just how good is the super coach community? It's right? good, like, It's very how- family how good is it? Like, like everyone's just into it. They're, like, it's just growing year by year. There's so much good content and opinion and stuff coming out. More and more people with their ear to the ground in different sort of circles. So you're really getting that good information. So, man, to all of you, if you're in the groups, if you're an admin, if you're a moderator, if if you're starting up your own, if you think you're starting your own thing, do it. Give it a crack. Why not? We did, and if we can, anyone can. So yeah, just ma- don't be fucking better than us. Like, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, we Please, need, we don't need healthy competition. We already got that. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like like Dead say, all, all the people in the Supercoach community just absolute champions. Well, most of them. Let's be honest. There's a, there's a bunch of trolls, especially in the official group. But that's that's very entertaining sometimes. Um, you guys got anything else? Are we pretty much done? Have you got a good news or a charity for us this week, Bergs? I do. It is Ronald McDonald House. <laughs> um, I didn't really do any research on it, but really? it's really good for kids <laughs> and shit. Okay, Ronald, Ronald McDonald House supports people that are spending long-term in hospital, generally kids, and allows their families to be able to come and stay with them while they're in their long-term. Uh, it, it is actually a, a very cool charity. Uh, and you can always give to it uh, whenever you're at your local Maccas, which if you're anything like me, it's every morning for a coffee. Oh, drive through convenience. <laughs> and you can tell McTitties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to stick. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I'd say ouch when he's talking about I've got great tits. I can keep myself in It's here. not just a coffee. It's banana bread. But, uh, it is good banana bread. No, I'll be honest. Case. It's bacon and egg. I don't get banana bread. I can make my own. <laughs> anyway, do we have anything else to talk about, boys? Is that pretty much us done for the week? I think we're done, mate. Well, thank you very much for listening. Remember, if you want your chance to win a Supercoach ring from the good people at Supercoach Championship Rings uh, on Facebook, make sure you head to Apple uh, iTunes and leave us a review. So just search Supercoach360, Apple Supercoach360 iTunes, leave us a review, and the uh, any, any review that comes in before TLT goes in the draw to win that ring, we're going to draw it at the end of the TLT episode. Thank you very also, much. Also, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, if you want the in the cash comps, send an email to... Supercoach360podcast at gmail.com. We have been lackluster as fuck with replies to that. But we are getting on top of it now. Guy's, guy has been getting in contact with a few people. He's learned the system and stuff like that. But, yeah, rest assured we are filling those spots up. Um, Stay peachy, peeps. All righty, cool. Yeah, it. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm Jazzy. Thanks. Toodles. Guy, have a good week, lads. That's all right. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you. 420 fam.
to walk it. So hard. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.